Lopez and Carmelo. <laughs> Yeah, niggas, yeah, I, I, hey, you had the flannel man. and the hat and shit, nigga. I was yeah, like, man. oh my nigga, I had with the with had the, the had, had the chocolate brown Timberlands on. Hey, I, 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 I didn't, I didn't get a good picture of myself. I'm hey, just, man, as long as you, as long as you were not that fucking thirteen, yo, you was straight. Oh, never. There you go. <laughs> never. You got, you got, you always got to get dyslexic on that, you know. So <laughs> right, up, right, right. You know, <laughs> you that you good on that? Oh shit, my my nigga didn't sent me. The, the 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 pro wrestling um video game the Nintendo shit oh shit oh yeah. yo that's hey that used to be super hard I, yeah. I love that game shouts out to Bugs the Beast you no know, yeah. produced damn the head thing in, in in all of 2021 and shit the Chloe and Halley shit uh oh, nice. yeah he produced that Have Mercy oh damn okay yeah oh, him and somebody else <laughs> no he hard yeah <laughs> half of the Yay album and all that shit hey that nigga need I'm going to tell this nigga I need a plaque. Um, yeah, hell yeah. I need a, I need a plaque for 2021. That's yeah. see, that's fucked up. I'm still waiting on a plaque. I ain't done oh, too much it, for these niggas. I just need it for the office wall. Yeah. I just need one. Yeah. Hey, listen. Hey, the chance get you an acid rapper? No. Yo. I got nothing from no. I was supposed to get a Khaled one because everybody got one, but then they took me off the list because I was an online editor. Oh wow. See. That's that whole shit. And now, you know what? I don't even know. Some guys, I'm happy whatever day it is. You decide to listen and watch this. We appreciate you. It's time to talk digital about don't get one. Digital don't get a plaque. Yeah. Like, what yeah. the fuck? Super holes. Yeah. There's, a, there's a Justice League of super holes in radio. And one day, I'm going to talk about it in depth. <laughs> but but right now. said a Justice League of super. It's, damn, it's. That's good because I still got a job. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a Justice League of super hoes and radio, and we're gonna talk about it. And it ain't women. It ain't all women anyway. <laughs> it definitely ain't all women. So don't even get me fucked up like that on some me too shit. It's a super hoes uh, Justice League of like men. It's like three men and like two women. <laughs> hey, we getting a tweet right as soon as the pod start. Hey, yo, who is the Justice League? <laughs> I can see it now. Who's the Justice League, nigga? Yeah, you know what I'm the Justice League hoes? I'm like, oh, well, eh, they revealed themselves. You just got to yeah. pay attention. But listen, yeah. hey, listen. Um, I just realized that the clocks went back. Uh, yeah, today. yeah, it sure did. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Which means, technically, I did oversleep for this month. So I'm glad that it did. <laughs> I'm glad it Man. did. You know what I'm saying? But it is time to talk about, uh, no one, talk about wrestling. Yeah, wrestling like nobody else in the world, and that does mean it is time for the first Black <clears throat> podcast. And I'm Cam from the Port, and I'm Jr. Bang. Make sure you rate, like, subscribe wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Yeah. Make sure you go ahead and get that merch. You see Camp mm -hmm. with the chocolate on. You know what I'm saying? Shouts out the chocolatier, a chocolate. Yeah. How do you pronounce my man's name? Who was rapping out of yeah. Toronto? The first nigga in Toronto. I knew that was a rapper. Wasn't go. Drake. It was okay. it was Chocolate and 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 Cardinal Fish Out. Cardinal, Mr. Cardinal. Yeah, them the first two. All right. Mm -hmm. But yeah, make sure y'all go ahead and get that merch. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on um Instagram. Follow up on Facebook. Twitter is FBC underscore POD. Instagram yeah. is FBC dot POD. Facebook, type in first black champ. Join the group too. Mm -hmm. A lot of shit to talk about today. A lot. Do it. And we're going to have a special guest coming on to the show today. Yeah. We're going to have um, Jonathan Black Tanay Hood. He, he specifically, <laughs> Hood specifically said that he wanted to be announced as Nigga Mike Tanay. 
So, okay. So we go right. back. We back. <laughs> I was like, oh, talk to the right show. Yeah, All right. Man. So there's a lot of shit to, to talk about on today's show. Um, we're gonna. We're, this is part two of last week's conversation, basically. Yes. And then there were four, um, because now there are really four. When you think about it, four major organizations with ROH either going away or going through a rehaul. So it could be five still, but right now there's four. Hood, yes. Hood is gonna talk to us about that. Plus, shit, the WWE decided to fire a lot of niggas again. Man, <laughs> so hey, man, oh man, y'all hot. Some of y'all takes was wild. Some of the takes we're gonna talk about. We're oh gonna yeah, talk about. yeah, because um, yo ass, I jumped in from time to time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But nigga got his tweets <laughs> off this weekend. I was like, oh, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew, I knew once, I knew <laughs> once I would get some of y'all. I knew it. I just gotta keep talking. I just gotta keep talking. Keep talking about y'all. That's it. Yeah. And it happened. And I'm glad. Hey, listen. Hey, listen. I want you to know, I was not hot. I was not tight. I was not mad. I was not upset. But see, you know what? Before we before we talk about um um Friday, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Friday in wrestling, basically. See, this is what I notice when we have these conversations with people on the internet. Them the niggas that be hot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And tight. And 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 my thing, just to keep it quick, is excuse me, that's what concerns me about this shit. <laughs> people are just a little bit hot and tight about another nigga losing their job. Yeah, man. Especially, and and I get it. I get it. Everybody ain't gonna get on their feet when it comes to this wrestling shit. Right. Work. Right. But I'm not gonna be tight about a Keith Lee losing his job. I I do have some things to say about how he was used officially. Okay. But about him losing his job, he's getting another job as soon as day ninety one hit. He going to be straight. Yeah, yeah. And I said on this podcast, as a guarantee, no less, mm-hmm. Keith Lee would not make it past 2021 in that the WWE. Nice. And I said he's going to be better off because of it. Mm-hmm. What I think people got to know and understand before I pass to you is you can't be mad at the WWE for firing somebody who probably needed to be let go. Yeah, yeah. And what I mean by that is Keith Lee and the way that he was used, the way things was was going about, mm-hmm. he had to get let go. Mm-hmm. He's going to be okay. I'm never going to get mad at somebody getting fired that I know that's going to be okay. Right. If... And, and and I'm not even going to use God in this. If you believe in the person. Yeah. If you believe in the person, oh, man, you be straight. Yeah. You, it, might, you, it might take longer than anticipated. Right. It might take, be man, cool. you be straight. And that man, <clears throat> day 91, can do <laughs> and go wherever he wants. Now, will he be a humongous star like he could have been in the WWE? No. But that's only because of the platform. Yeah, absolutely. That's because- it. Yeah, that's it. And, and you know, and, and on Keith Lee, real quick. See, look, I won't even lie. Even though you are right, and you stabled and labeled this months ago now, because we're in November mm-hmm. about his uh, his status here. Listen, I hope Keith Lee is okay because 
I looked at his release different from everybody else's. Yep. The, the, the only two unique releases that I saw in this entire year, Bray Wyatt, Keith Lee. Uh, Bray Wyatt, because obviously he's the superstar they never planned on. And uh, it was hard for them to make do with a superstar they didn't plan on again. Like if you if you know this, if y'all really been noticing, and we and we let's go last seven years, right? Because y'all like seven years, right? <laughs> CM Punk and Bray Wyatt are the two superstars they never planned on, and they just don't know how to use them, so they let them go. Yep. Now, probably in both bogus ways. Again, I'm not here to cap or cape. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And he stretches the imagination. So, so do, do I think that they should have made it work with CM Punk? And they should have made it work with Bray Wyatt? Absolutely. But mm-hmm. they don't want to. What can you do about it? You know what I'm saying? That just is what it is. Keith Lee, though. Keith Lee, though. On that YouTube video, to me, I still think is 85% of the truth for us because we don't need to know everything. We don't right. need to know everything. It ain't our business. Like he doesn't have to tell us anything. So when a person like Keith Lee that had all that branding attached to him, had all those revamps, they, they kept him in a tuck. They put him in really big moments. Um, to me, I'm thinking like, are y'all doing this because you know he can't work the WWE schedule? Like, are you doing this because, uh, yeah, it's cool now, but what about next summer? Or like, next WrestleMania or WrestleMania 40, you know, um, I, I think about that and, you know, doctors medically, medically clearing wrestlers for every day or X amount of time. And I'm just going to leave that Keith Lee, man. Look, I hope everything is okay with that brother. And I, and I hope that he is on day 91, that he's ready to go and he can really do his thing. But, you know, I ain't going to lie. If day 120 hit, I am going to start following him just to see what's up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, and 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 I'm I'm not trying to be morbid. I'm not trying to uh, you know, uh again make excuses for for any organization, but like Keith Lee was the only guy during this whole pandemic uh in the world of wrestling that took an unexpected health turn. Yeah. That nobody seen coming, especially with the momentum that he had. So I think about that first before I think oh, Vince is killing the company and they don't know how to do this because like, I, I literally got a call like, how do you explain Keith Lee? I was like, look, I hope Keith Lee is <laughs> Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. Yeah. Right. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, yeah, so, yeah, whoa. Yeah, so, yeah, no, somebody called whoa. me like I'm John Laurinaitis. Yeah, somebody <laughs> wait, me. wait, 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 wait. Like I'm Cam Laurinaitis. <laughs> <laughs> Not, see. <laughs> See, that, oh, that's, why got, that, that's why I hop on to my shit. That's why I top, that's why that's why I hop on to my shit because I even get calls talking about some. No, nah, don't call Keith that. Lee. You call Vince, all right? Right, right yeah. Call him. Like I'm go. Like, well, pal, I don't know. Um, you don't have to talk to me about it. You can talk to the boss. Like, what, yeah, what but see. Let me okay. Let me explain it real quick. And and when Hood pops on, I know he's gonna. I know we're gonna get you know a a, a deeper education with some things, um, mm-hmm. because he's been at this far being longer than us. Yes. But yes. I, let me explain Keith Lee. Like I'll explain everybody else. Is it and 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 the thing is, I'm not happy saying what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. I'm not. Mm-hmm. It's easy. To let go of somebody when, and I've said it a couple of times, creative has nothing 
for you. Yeah. Now, could creative fuck some shit up? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. We not we right. We we watched it. We explained it. We talked about the differences between Raw and SmackDown. All that mm-hmm. shit. But the most dangerous words that you can see it, you can hear in wrestling right now is creative have nothing for you. Because mm-hmm. before AEW, there was nowhere else to really go mm-hmm. other than impact. But you don't care. Y'all don't at that time, y'all ain't give a fuck about in, impact. And real quick, you know why? Because the salaries are a little closer with AEW yeah. than they are with Impact. That's why y'all really care. Yeah. And that's, and, and that's why I don't want and that's why I'm gonna keep attacking this AEW a sports entertainment topic. But we're gonna get to that and move forward. We're gonna move yeah. forward. Go ahead. But the, but 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 again, it's like you look at it and, and when two thousand one happened, when March two thousand one happened, it changed the landscape. And 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 there was really no other place to go. This is y'all fault. Mm-hmm. I blame this on fans. I will always blame WCW's departure on fans more than I will blame them because you didn't want to see the product at the end of the day. Yeah, you didn't know about what the fuck was going on backstage. Yeah, you stopped watching, and when you stopped watching, TNT and Brad Siegel and company was like, "Ah, oh, we good." Mm-hmm. So what you think they're gonna do? They're gonna they gonna stay heavily invested. They gonna they gonna support the 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 Eric Bischoff version of the shit? No, right? They're not. So from two thousand one to AEW's beginnings, mm-hmm. you you motherfuckers mm-hmm. only really cared about WWE mm-hmm. when when new the new new star coming, then y'all start paying attention, mm-hmm. but. With that being said, now it's new jobs. Mm-hmm. It's new places to go. AW has a nice TV deal with TNT, so that means there's money flowing through that. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think they signing people like to contracts like they would with the WWE. Nope. But they signing them nonetheless, mm-hmm. and they giving them they giving them more than they get at AEW. Let's yeah. just say that. I mean, not I mean not I mean, uh, Impact or yeah, Ring of right. Honor. Let's say that. Yeah, absolutely. But the thing is, if this was 2003, 4, 5, I'd be like, fuck. Because why am I going to go see Keith Lee at? Right. Now, yeah. it's 2021 going on 22. Mm-hmm. Yo, bye. Because yeah. again, when, when the Brain Busters left NWA and popped up WCW, I mean, in, I mean WWE, mm-hmm. I was geeked. Yeah. Oh, well, shit, it's lit. When Macho Man leaves the WWE and a month later pops up on WCW Saturday night. Oh, shit, it's lit. Oh, okay. It was cool to see that. Mm-hmm. It was cool mm-hmm. to see that back in our day. But mm-hmm. because a lot of the fans that we find ourselves debating with and arguing with are the fans who didn't get to see that. They didn't get to see Lex Luger leave the WWE, I mean WWF, I mean WCW, WCW. and then start seeing the vignettes. Yeah, to be the narcissist. To be the narcissist. You didn't watch AWA and see Kurt Henning and then start seeing the Mr. Perfect vignettes. Yeah, yeah. You didn't see that. Or you didn't see Jake Roberts 
in at WrestleMania and then months later beating the shit out of Sting. Mm-hmm. You didn't see that. <clears throat> that was cool. That was dope to us. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and it opened up dream <laughs> matches yeah. and grudge matches. Mm-hmm. The internet fucked all of that shit up. That's why the tweet that the one dude said, while it might have been a pro WWE tweet, mm-hmm. was right nonetheless. Yeah, no, it the is. The internet got y'all fucked up with this shit. Yeah, y'all don't even anticipate shit like y'all want to, right. or like the 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 whole thing with Chris. Bim, uh, and I'll pass it to you in a second. Mm-hmm. But Chris Jericho. Yeah. Oh. Y'all knew Chris Jericho was showing up that day at that time when it happened. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for the internet, we've been sitting up there like wondering, yeah. trying to guess. Mm-hmm. The night Chris Jericho came, even though the pop was big as shit nonetheless. Yeah, not facts. Y'all niggas had Chris Jericho signs. <laughs> because of the internet. Mm-hmm. Because of the internet. The internet don't let y'all anticipate, but the internet also have given you all so much information, too much information to yeah. the fact that y'all think y'all know everything. Yeah, right. And then we get this. Yeah, Go ahead. Oh, I love your name. Oh, I, I, you said- I'm using that the whole fucking show. I'm using that the whole fucking show. That name is fucking fire. I'm, yeah, hell yeah. We, doing we, just, we just bringing them up. We doing this. <laughs> Yo, so before before I pass it over to Ken, we gotta go ahead and introduce our special guest. Yeah, yeah. Our special guest don't need no introduction, but we're gonna give him an introduction yeah. because he asked for an introduction, a specific introduction. Mm. You can find a matter of fact, you can't even find this man on ESPN one thousand. Okay. You can't even find the man we're about to talk to on ESPN oh, no. 1000 Monday Travis through Friday. Is. Not this guy right here. This guy's a different guy. You know what I'm saying? Travis this guy is, right, right, right. right. You, you can find his alter ego yeah. on ESPN 1000, <laughs> Captain J Hood, but not this guy right here. No, this man. guy right here is the godfather of professional wrestling. This guy right here is the black godfather, the Clarence Avant. Mm. of professional wrestling this man has been around for years knowing everything about this joint and he's about to school us on everything that's happened in the last two weeks and even before that in professional wrestling we give you that nigga nigga. tonight tonight let's go welcome let's go thank you it's so good to be on with crows and waves (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right i gotta do this shit right like, <laughs> i was like yo hey man yo. hey hey they had an eloquent tweet right after everybody was like what the fuck is cur- curls and waves right. boy triple a shit would have been on fire had that happened on nxt well <laughs> 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 whatever right whatever. you know what i'm saying listen we, all right hey we we got that nigga today on, and um, I was just gonna say this about the Keith Lee thing, about the internet thing, everything we were yeah. seeing. Yeah. Two questions for y'all. One, do you think um, a partial catalyst for Keith Lee's release is how everybody hopped on Twitter to shit on the Bearcat uh, angle? Mm. Um, there's a lot of stuff that's going on with Keith Lee. Um. And, and I'm, that's the thing I'm hearing about the most, him and Mia Yim. The WWE mm-hmm. 
love to be able to fire couples. I think that's mm. just that's bizarre. I don't know why John Morrison is still around because his wife was let go too. Um, uh-huh. I think that Keith Lee's release was a disconnect on a couple things. One, he was fine at NXT, and what what uh, Vince saw was a super like a big super guy, a guy that was big that can move like a cruiserweight. And there was a problem because they want to own his name. They want to change his name. And Keith said, no, I didn't want to have that. And that's why they said, okay, we're going to own you one way or the other. So we're going to call you mm-hmm. Bearcat Lee. A Bearcat writes a name for the 1960s, some of the past. You could tell that that's the Bruce Pritchard thing. Ain't no question about that. Um, mm. And so they want to own his name one way or the other. And Keith was like, no, this is who I am. Don't change who I am. And that's why he was off of TV for a while. Okay. And then he comes back and Bear Bearcat Lee. And from there, it was done. Mm, okay. That's why awesome. I believe that's the reason. Hey, see, thank you for that because I was dealing with a lot of uh, mentally challenged people that just wore it was because they were like, oh no, they just don't know what to do with the Keith Lee. I was like, it's gotta be, it's gotta be bigger than that. They knew exactly what to do with them. Did you not see 2019? <clears throat> Did you not see it? Like, get the fuck out of here. But second thing is, do y'all think in some uh, some sort of way, I'm going to call this the Samoa Joe rule. I mean, the Samoa Joe rule is in effect. And y'all know what happened to him earlier this year. He got released. Then he showed up on the next team. And I mean, he hurt now. <laughs> but, you know, the, the original thing was he got released. World got in the uproar. He showed up on NXT and then was the NXT champion. Do y'all think that could happen with Keith Lee or Bearcat Lee? Nah, I think... I think he's done. Like, and I remember, I remember part of the conversation um, early in the year. Yes, he was sick, mm-hmm. but part of it was his name and owning his name. And and you you look at some of the wrestlers and 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 the WWE. We don't. We knows the WWE wants to own you. Yeah intellectual property and 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 you look and you also look at some of the wrestlers who left like Adam Cole yeah. like Adam Cole is Adam Cole is going to always and forever be Adam Cole I think that the WWE knew exactly what to do to do with Keith Lee I think the issue became business and and the one thing that I do hate and it happens with black people we know this mm-hmm. is is as soon as a black person is released, now you start talking about his attitude backstage. And yeah. you start seeing reports about yeah. Keith Lee having a bad attitude backstage. Well, it would make sense for you to have a bad attitude backstage if somebody wants to change your name from Keith Lee to Keith Bearcat Lee because right. they want to own it. Or right. they're fighting for the right to use your name because it is your legal name. And I think that the WWE is is and and rightfully so. They've they have a business with owning intellectual property yeah you can't change somebody's business mm-hmm. um and how they do it especially in that angle i believe that the wwe knew exactly what to do i think in this case triple h like samoa <clears throat> joe was a triple triple h guy and mm-hmm. triple h looked at samoa joe and was like yo i need you you're not going anywhere i'm gonna bring you back in triple h also knew that he wasn't bringing back some more Joe as a wrestler. He was bringing some more Joe in more as like a scout, like how when William Regal got fired, they brought him back and he was scouring the world with talent and all of these things. Mm -hmm. And then it just so happens that everybody started to get hurt and shit. And he was like, yo, we need you. And I don't even think some more Joe's really hurt. I think this was just a way for him to drop the title. And you know Mm. what? I'm not even mad at that. 
Okay. I'm not even mad at that at all because, you know, when you look at it, and I meant to say this on last episode's pod, um, the Usos brothers, now Samoa Joe in NXT. Oh yeah. So they got their they have they have their they have their Samoa Cho Jr. in Solo Siaku, however you pronounce that. Um, Yes, right, basically. (laughs) So like Samoa Joe Jr. With that being said, Mm -hmm. I think with Keith Lee is just one of those situations that I said earlier. He's one person that I'm not going to be upset about getting fired Mm -hmm. because he's going to be good in ninety one days. I dig it. Him and Cross are going. Him and Cross and and Scarlet Bordeaux after 31, 31, they're going to be okay mm-hmm. when their their uh, no their no compete clause is done. So I'll you will never get the only reason why you even see me up in <clears throat> arms with Keith Lee being released because he's black. Yeah, but he it. he is going to be okay. And he's going to be a lot freer to do what he wants wherever he goes. So mm-hmm. I'm not mad at that. And and there's just some wrestlers that don't belong in the WWE. Yeah. And he's just one of those wrestlers. And, and, and I'm actually coming to grips with now, especially since we have more organizations, is that, oh, it's man, okay. like it's okay. Like Barry Windham, I might have, I was, I was introduced to Barry Windham in WCW. NWA, yes, same, but then, way better there, right? But then you 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 actually realize he was a tag team champion in WWF, yeah. you know, with Mike Rotunda. You didn't even know that shit. Had the Hulkamania song first, didn't even realize that yeah. shit. But then when you look at that shit, you I like, remember the Widowmaker. Yeah, like like you widow like nah. Oh my he, god, that's where he belongs. Like that's yeah. where he belongs. <laughs> right. Dan Spivey. That's where you belong. You belonged yeah. over there. You didn't belong as is 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 Bray Wyatt yeah. Yeah. singer. Bray, Bray Wyatt, yeah, yeah, Bray Wyatt singer. <laughs> like, yeah. So, Barry, and that's by, Keith. By way, and by the way, Barry Windham is too bad. If Barry Windham wasn't chasing so much pussy and driving little small cars, <laughs> uh, probably would have been. You would probably been world champion. Yes. So, that's, now that's the book on him. Now, like he could have been the guy, but he didn't want it. He I heard, that, and, I heard that four or five different people like, oh. like you know. Barry could have been the top of the top, but he didn't want it. He's yeah, yeah. every time you watch WCW NWA, they said he was the guy. He was yeah. next up. And then he got fat. Yeah, Barry Wendell was definitely <laughs> my favorite wrestler. And I couldn't even explain why. I was like, yo, he's just fucking dope. Yeah. No, but, no, Barry's a top ten wrestler probably in my lifetime, but just like, but then he turned into Blackjack. That's the whole thing. Like he became yeah. became Blackjack Mulligan. So yeah. I, I you know, the, the one thing I think all three of us know this, uh, just being in business, being around people, the one thing well, there's a lot of things that I think white people fear, but one thing they do fear is black confidence. And one thing about yeah. Keith Lee is is that he comes across very confident. Like his promo is who he is. Apparently yeah. a soft spoken dude and just basket my glory, everything's cool. Like I think that I think that's who he is, right? And so mm-hmm. I think that um that confidence, I think, shook some people. Like, oh, we're going to call you Bearcat. Like, I'm sure from a business standpoint, behind the scenes, he like that. But he wasn't upsetting people. And here's how I know. Like, did you see the video of Keith Lee talking one-on-one with Vince McMahon? Mm-hmm. It, was back, it was backstage. It's online. It's, it's viral for people to see now. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it was on the, on the Peacock of the WWE Network, where Vince was like, you got the entire package. Look at you. You're a super heavyweight. The promo's great. You know what? We're going to go with you. This is like on camera, right? Mm-hmm. And so Vince is talking to him like a coach would talk to a player. And, and like Keith Lee was like, you know what? 
he's not me hyped. I know I can be, I can do it on this level. This was at NXT. This is while he was in WWE. I don't know. Right. I guess it was a thirty-minute, uh, you know, maybe an hour special on Keith Lee. But yep. the point it was is, the though, documentary they had with it was him. The documentary. So, so they were going to go with him. And here's the thing that's so stri- tripped out. And this is what I found out. So the WWE has changed their entire philosophy on what they want in a wrestler, right? They're like, okay, if we go to if you go to NXT, whatever the gimmick is now at NXT, like Joe Gacy or all this other nonsense they got going, we're going to do the gimmick in NXT. If it gets over NXT, you're going to go to WWE. If it doesn't get over in six months, you're fired. That's mm. the new policy now. But also mm. the same policy is women that are 23 and younger or 25 and younger, Mandy Rose, or you have to be looking like a, a model, right, or a big guy. They're going back to the big guys of the 90s. So this is why it's a disconnect. Keith Lee was that big guy. If all mm-hmm. you want is big guys that are fit, then how come you're letting Keith Lee go? It's because of the confidence and because they wouldn't, mm. he couldn't get, he would not allow them to have his license and his likeness. And so that was that was that. And fired his wife on top of that. So mm. let me let me just say this is bang be no a moment. This has got damn, this is a bang be no a moment. Because a couple of episodes ago, mm-hmm. I said exactly what you said. I, especially when it comes to the women, because it was something that Mickey Jackie did, and I was just like, and I was thinking, I was like, "Yo, it's a whole bunch of male wrestlers over 40. Mm-hmm. You don't see no women wrestlers over forty that's really high up on the card. Natty is the close. I think Natty is forty now, yeah. but she's considered like the mom of the group, yeah. and that she and, gone and, soon. So yeah, she'd be gone soon. She'd be basically be a trainer if she wants to be in the WWE. So that's but, why she got them things. Exactly. But also, when it comes to the males, I talked about how it seems like the WWE. And you could correct me if I'm wrong here, if you want. But it seems like the WWE is starting to go back to the new generation. Mm. They're going back yep. to their era. They're going back to the new generation era. Where and I think this was what 1992, 1993. They were yeah. starting to move out all of the older wrestlers, or they were just leaving. So Hogan out the way, mm-hmm. Macho Man, we want you to be an announcer. We're moving to all of these older cats, and we're starting to pump up the Shawn Michaels and the Bret Hart's and all of those people. So mm-hmm. the new generation's coming. Just except the difference here is they're building, they're seeing who is going to be that in NXT. And as Hood said, we're going to use that character. Mm-hmm. Over here, it's just that now we're giving you a shelf life. Yeah, and if that shit don't work in six months, we gonna try again. And, and, and am I wrong on that? Because if I'm not wrong on that, I gotta, I, 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 I have a, I got a bitch again about <laughs> some shit. No, no, you're correct. That's exactly where they're going with it, right? That's why is why is Mandy the NXT Women's Champion, right? And I know right, people yeah. are listening, and they'll, they'll someone's going to listen to this podcast, and they'll say, well, wait, AJ Styles is around, and Randy Orton's around. Well, Vince has his great eight. The old philosophy in wrestling is if you have eight wrestlers that you believe in, you don't fuck with that eight, right? The great eight is what they've called it in the business mm-hmm. for years and years. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, what, you know, what about all these other better? Well, there's people that Vince will like that he will not fuck with, that it'll be Hall of Famers. But for the most part, He's looking at a roster of young people, fresh stars for the next generation. Now, again, some of these women that are in their late 20s or early, or early 30s, like a, um, like a Nia, Nia, 
Jax. Yeah, Nia Jax. Like that. Yeah, Nia Jax. Wrestlers like that should have been messed with. You you have a place to put them. I guess my whole issue, guys, is is that you have NXT UK, NXT Raw, Raw SmackDown. You and you made two hundred fifty six million dollars in this past quarter. You didn't have to fire anybody. I don't. I think people are missing that. Like they're in such a good position right now financially that you don't have to cut anybody. But there is a new philosophy in place of trying to get younger and get more talent in a certain type of wrestler. They don't want the indie people anymore. All those indie people are out. They don't want them anymore. They tried that, and this whole thing is a complete fuck you to Triple H. Vince is like, you lost to, you lost to uh, AEW? Well, you know what? Fuck NXT. We're going to do it my way now. That's exactly what happened. But, and before, Camp, I got to say this before, mm-hmm. before you jump in. Because you just, because one, I know this was a part, point that Camp was arguing about on Twitter. That's why the money part, I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna let him rock on that. Mm-hmm. But I see. This is why I like messing with that nigga tonight. Because I also <laughs> said a couple of podcasts ago is that one of the main reasons why the indie shit was going to go is when you get these wrestlers. You're getting these indie wrestlers at 35, 36, 37 years old with a lot of miles on them. Now, yes, and and I'll throw names out there. Yes, Kevin Steen coming over to the WWE is Kevin Owens is a cool. It's dope. But you get that wrestler at 34, 35 years old with a lot of miles on them. And then as soon as they get to the main roster, motherfucker got an injured shoulder. Got a got an injured elbow, got an injured knee, got an injured ankle, and now he can't wrestle the, at the at the rate that you need him to wrestle at, mm-hmm. at the days that you need to, to wrestle at. But if I can go and I say, hey, ain't that Scott Steiner nephew, Rick Steiner's son? How old is he? Ooh. He don't got no wear and tear on him. Let's go ahead and bring him in. You know what? We're not even going to name him Steiner. We're going to name him Braun Breaker. And then he comes out the way that he comes out. Vince's, I got him for 10 to 15 years. Mm-hmm. Just like I had John Cena. Just like I had Randy Orton. Mm-hmm. Just like I had Sean. Just like I had Brett. And I had them years before they even got to where they were. And that's the key. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels were in the WWE years mm-hmm. before they even reached the zenith of, of success. And they still, they still, especially in Shawn's case more, they mm-hmm. still gave you 10 to 15 extra years. I can't continue bringing in um, um, Kevin Owens and, and Finn Balor, who got mm-hmm. injured. As soon as he got the Universal Championship, I can't keep bringing people like that in and then they get hurt. I got to go younger. Yeah. Why, why, should, why should I keep around Keith Lee when I got Odyssey Jones? As, as far as the future, right? I mean, that's all. Yeah. And, and if I got an indie guy, the indie guy's wrestling, if, if maybe on a, good, on a good year, 100 uh, dates a year, on a good year. But when he's on the road for 200 plus times a year and he's wrestling four days out of seven, all of a sudden that wear and tear starts happening. Again, this is Triple H's philosophy. They yeah. wanted to be able, they wanted to be Ring of Honor. They wanted to be able to be, that was the whole process. They said, 
Let's be Ring of Honor. Let's take all of the best of the indies across the world, put them in NXT, and then see what happens. Well, they popped the house. A lot of times, those shows are better than some of the WWE shows. But ultimately, those guys, but ultimately there was wear and tear, and they, they switched philosophies. He's like, we're not going with these indie guys anymore, and you're not going you're to see fewer and fewer of them in the company. They'll be gone. Don't worry. And call me crazy. I think a lot of that is fair. Like, I'm sorry. I, th- I think a lot of it is fair because to every point that both of you gentlemen have made, who were the last, like, who, who were the 10 biggest stars of the last 15 years? It's hard to argue that at least six of them wasn't in the WWE from FCW, OVW, or NXT, like, and, and it was all Vince's product. Your Randy Orton's, your Brock Lesnar's, your John Cena's, like Batista, and he and he got in the game late. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you got AJ Styles. Yeah, you got CM Punk. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You you do got a handful of people, Brian Danielson, that that the E didn't create. But for the most part, the the biggest stars, the biggest moments. Uh, the biggest dollar amounts belong to all the guys that go through the process that y'all talking about with the WWE as a guy that is not really an indie wrestling fan. And, and, and really my introduction to even Googling some of these niggas is NXT and new Japan. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I can, yeah. I, I can, I can safely say, um, why not release them? Like we know that we don't see, a hundred wrestlers a month from any organization, even if they got 150 signed, we don't see a hundred of them. We see like 19, you know what I'm saying? We see like 19 of them. So, and I think with the adjustment of the pandemic, I think uh, for us not really knowing how much the Thunderdome costs, I think for us realizing that, Oh, we got to start taking care of whole families for real, for real with this COVID shit. I ain't going to front. I think that's a headache that WWE corporate don't want. <laughs> And they go, I'm like, you know what? Hey, look, I'm sorry, but hey, take this. Get the fuck out of my face. Best of blessings to you on your future endeavors. Um, I, I was reading, yo. But they're not broke, though. That's the whole point. Like, like during through the pandemic, that's one of the few Fortune 500 companies that made money. Yes. Like, like, they, like, they're in the Thunderdome, not traveling, not on traveling schedule, but yet the TV deals, the international mm-hmm. TV deals put them in the black. They could t- $256 million this past quarter on the call they just had this past Thursday. They're mm-hmm. fine. I mean, as long as they got, they got the Saudi blood money, as long as they're going to have this UK tour that they're on right now, as long mm-hmm. as they have these TV deals. and I mean, the, the TV deals pay as much as the wrestlers do You because mm-hmm. they're not even a house show, tour, house show tour anymore. So it's a TV deal. So they can say that they don't have money or they or Nice can say it's budget cuts. It's not. They, they, it's just a, a shift of philosophy. They got rid of a shitload of wrestlers in 2021 just because they want to switch philosophy. And, 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 and Vince McMahon is doing that to his own brother. See, this is how ruthless Vince McMahon is. You do this to your own son-in-law. He, now, he's got a heart problem. You know what? That's cool. You know what? We're going to change it while he's sick. I mean, while he's down and out, we're going to fuck with your company. How ruthless is that, man? Well, you could have left it the way it is. People are pissed online. A wrestling, the, the social media wrestling community are looking at this and they're saying, these are my favorites or some of, the, or some of my favorites, not all of them, some of my favorites. Why would you get rid of them when you have four different places where they can wrestle? Raw, SmackDown, 205, Live, so, NXT, NXT UK, at least five. But yet you're not making money. You don't do it for money. You do it for business purposes because you want to see something new. So 
I, I I'm gonna push back on that part, hood. Because <laughs> I, I I you you it's one of those things where two things could be right at the same time. Yeah. And no, I think I what happens on the internet is people act like that I have to be right. So you're yeah. right. Two hundred and fifty six million. Shit, keep all of us. Yeah. And come yeah. grab me too. Yeah. But and, and, and right, yeah. And I do hate the term budget cuts because you ain't cutting. You're not really cutting the budget when you ain't get, when you got the money. Right. Now, if you were to say shift in philosophy, I think shift in philosophy makes a whole bunch more sense, and it makes you go, all right, all right, cool. Shift in philosophies, bet. Don't lie to me and say it's budget cut when y'all just made that. Just say, hey, we going in another different direction. The wording is wrong here, mm-hmm. but to, and this is this is not towards you. This is towards the internet wrestling community. If Keith Lee wrestled on main event, motherfuckers be mad. If 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 <laughs> if, if, if if who's another one? If Nia Jax wrestled one of the Hispanic girls that got fired that we don't know their names on 205 Live, they mad. What I'm saying is, is that we we because of visibility, our favorites. We expect our favorites to be at a certain part of the card. Right. Always. Always. So, and 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 I've also said this is what WWE has gotten it fucked up at. Mm-hmm. They have too much access to new shit. 205 Live, I would have been gave 205 Live to the women. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. could have an all-women show. Uh, main event could have just gone away. Or it could be a yeah. second show for NXT. So you can and you can still do what you got to do in groom, but if Keith Lee as Keith Lee, not even if it's Bearcat Lee, mm-hmm. would have been all over main event wrestling, um, the Bollywood Boys and <laughs> fucking, yeah, yeah. and handicap matches every fucking week. handicap matches every fucking week, <laughs> motherfuckers would have been like motherfuckers been mad is probably more mad than he got cut, which yeah, is why, <laughs> which is why I am happy. That he's gone. I'm happy that Mia Yim's gone. I'm happy that Karrion Cross and Scarlett Bordeaux is gone. I'm happy that the majority of the wrestlers we've seen get cut are gone. Because now, and just transitioning a little bit, we got more places to see wrestling with more organizations. Yeah. AEW. I, I know Camp got some shit to say about Friday on Red Page, but <laughs> but you got AEW, you got AEW, and with AEW, you got Rampage, you got Dynamite, you got uh, AEW where the black people wrestle at. Where's that? Um, Where's that? Um, what show is that? AEW Black. Dark. dark. Yeah, it's dark. <laughs> but that should be the place. AEW Ebony. AEW Ebony. Right, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Right, AEW Ebony. Now you have you have um, ML, and that's on YouTube. It's not on Pornhub. You got um, MLW. MLW has to deal with Vice now. They still have the YouTube and everything. You have Impact Wrestling uh, right down the street from Camp. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have the, I, I guess you could call it the pause right now of Ring of Honor. So. Um, my question to you, Hood, first is how what does the ring of honor, death or life support means to wrestling? And 
Is it a possibility, especially with the cuts that the WWE is doing? Is it a possibility that you can see talent start to level out, which in turn will help out the wrestling business in general? Or people just fuck? Well, first of all, I wish that wrestling was more like the territory system where, okay, a, a whole section of WWE wrestlers will cut. And so they'll go to work for Joe Blanchard in San Antonio, work for Devon Erickson in Dallas, work for Eddie Graham in Florida, work for, you know, work for Portland, work in San Francisco, whatever. But it's not like that. Now, there's plenty of independents that are doing well, but they don't have the TV for you to be able to watch it like we were as kids, right? We could be able to turn on any station. All of a sudden, there's wrestling from all over the country that you can go to. So let's just talk about the ROH piece. So did I talked to a couple of people there. Um, and so Sinclair Broadcasting, which has local have local uh, uh, channels throughout the country, yep. they went through a very difficult time where they had their, their servers crashed. Um, in the early hours, their corporate servers and their systems of Sinclair Broadcast Group, they, they had an issue with ransomware. Okay, that's one thing. And so that kind of set them back. They are a dog on as far as the stock market. Um, nobody wants to touch them because they are way behind. They're supposed to be a real great, you know, right wing television place yeah. for people to go. And it's really not a destination anymore. Um, because I remember when local. W I remember when WGN was bought by yeah. Sinclair and they, they canceled um, underground as soon as they got it. Nah, I yeah. don't want this nigga shit on here. So they've had a hard time financially. Uh, so, okay. But even before that, though, before that, before they said, well, we are hemorrhaging money, we've got to go in a different direction. My issue with ROH is, is that you could have been AEW. You could have been AEW. In that, you had the Young Bucks, you had Cody Rhodes, Kenny Omega coming through there. You had plenty of talent to be able to uh, get yourself in a position where you say, we have all these local channels, but also we could be on a digital space. So we could be able to talk to Fox you know, again, you can be able to talk to other people. Whatever your friends are in the business, you could have been able to put a ring of honor on a much grander scale. They didn't do that. Right. Uh, they had an opportunity to do that. And they just like, nah, I'm good. Let the young bucks go. Let When things that were starting to roll for ROH, they just passed on it. And so now when they come to Baltimore and I saw their last pay-per-view when they draw 1,200 people or when they come yeah. to the Shy and they draw less than 1,000 people in Chicago, Baltimore, Philly, New York, those are their strongholds and they can't draw. Uh, and it's not because of the talent, because ROH has never been about, hey, man, look at our great roster. It's just about, here's the action, come see it, right? I mean, it, it, independent people from all across the world come to ROH and then you just come see it. Uh, ROH dropped the ball. And I would say that even though they're going to have a show in Dallas around WrestleMania, I don't know what that looks like when you've released all the talent. What, what, what is that going to be? Just like a whole bunch of independent guys just being part of a, of a roster? I, I don't see them returning anytime soon, especially mm. when they put their library out there uh, to be sold. And so that's going to be the highest bidder. It's going to be Tony Khan or Vince McMahon getting that oh, yeah. library for, of ROH. So I'm really pissed off at them because I think wrestling, as you mentioned, Bang, you mentioned there needs to be a, all the wrestlers that were released, they'll, they'll be fine. But it's too bad it's not MLW. It's not the NWA. It's not ROH where you also be able to see them on a regular basis. I think because these other companies are just playing with wrestling and not actually in the business, that's the problem. Like Billy Corrigan's got more money under God 
He's got so much money. So why don't you do something with the NWA? He has not done enough. So that's my concern for the wrestlers that were released. $256 million. Yep. <laughs> Right. Hey, that dude, quarter. Hey, hey, now, now, look, everybody got released. Vince was like, hey, look, hey, man, y- y'all selling that shit? Look, I got 55 for you right now. Right. What you right? What you want? Look, man, he bought, he bought the w, he bought WCW library for one point two million. I don't think he budget. I don't think he going now. I mean, I'm just, hey, but I'm just saying. I mean, like, look, hey, granted, hey, look, I try to stay out of the billionaire business, right? Because I don't know shit about it, right? I don't know shit about it. But like, there are a lot of wrestlers. Like, there are more wrestlers than it is turnbuckles now, just in life, right? I understand letting people go if you're not going to use them or use them at like they even excuses like i read what nia jack said she was like yo i asked for extended time they fired me and i was like oh that's fucked up but coming from a retail background i understand it it's like hey fam no we we need to sell this medicine every day here at walgreens you hey, can't be here i gotta go because <laughs> <here work, laughs> we gonna mess because we gonna mess around and not have something for you when you back and like, as i started the show off creative has nothing for you is basically yeah. yo go get go ahead and and get out of your lease and go find you some somewhere. Creative had nothing for you means break your lease and go find you a condo or an apartment in Jacksonville or Nashville. That's yeah. what creative has nothing for you means to me now. It does not mean, well, like, because here's what people got to look at, right? Creative had nothing for Bo Dallas. And his ass was just on on the payroll. Yeah, yeah. There. Yeah. Forever. So yeah, like him and Mike Canellis and fucking. We, uh, and see this man for almost mean. almost. Years. We didn't see this yeah, man for yeah. almost two years. Yeah. And he was just there. And they done with that. So Bo Dallas, the Ty Dillinger. Yeah. They're gonna chill in catering for years and yeah. Do anything? We're out. Who just shows? That's like me. Like sometimes when I was off of work. And I was bored, and it's like, oh, let me go to Best Buy and buy the niggas. Like, right. this is, right. like niggas, what you, what you doing here? You off of work, man? Like, yeah, I know, but I was bored. Like, Bo Dallas ain't got nothing for you, but he had creative, and he ain't even helping out. Like, yeah. I mean, he had, he had catering, he ain't even helping out. Now we done with that. But is there a company that you believe that, and you might have said it, but is there a company that you believe that has the ability to take advantage of the situation that it, that AWA, I mean, not excuse me, AWA, but um, but WWE and Ring of Honor has presented. And the only reason why I mention AWA because I got an AWA question after this. Oh, oh you got an AWA question. Oh yeah, you gonna ask about uh, black wrestlers AWA? That's a thin book, but that's a short conversation. No, no, it's a very short conversation. Okay, I I only remember one or two. All right, and what's my man name? Uh, Iceman Parsons. I think is the only one that I can remember in AWA. <laughs> Was there any others? I can't I can't recall any. No, I don't think. <laughs> see, I, don't, that, that, I don't think Vern swung that way. I yeah, see, I, I don't think. Yeah, Vern, Vern, probably not. Nah. But is there any company that could take advantage of this? What this this predicament we find ourselves in? Well, I, I just think that it's all you start the independence first, right? And there's some independence guys like that run monthly that bring in big time stars. 
uh, and, I, and they're making money. But it's not – see, to me, independent wrestling is great. It's just too bad they don't have a TV deal for us to be able to watch it, right? They And, they, and these independents do stream. I think that's a positive, right? Like, Yeah, hey, Fight TV. We're on Fight TV. We're on this platform, that platform. Come see us, okay? And then that's you know that's cool, but unfortunately for me, like I look at the NWA and they they had momentum until the Lagana fallout. That whole thing with him being around a woman that worked there or whatever. That whole thing. And Dave, Dave and I were cool. Then we see that situation, and I think they went the wrong you know in the wrong direction. So I thought the NWA is going well with MLW. I know Cord Bauer very well. Uh, every time they come to Chicago, they sell out, and so. He had good company, but he the vice thing bang was just temporary. Like they're, I don't know, I don't think they're going to be running every week. They're going to have some specials here and there, right? But they're not going to be on every week, and that's a that's a problem. Um, hmm. And with Impact Wrestling, I see the numbers. Like I, I don't talk about them on, on my podcast, uh, <laughs> but I just I just see them online when they come up, and I just be like, hundred ten thousand people a week, and the average age is sixty five. And I'm like, damn. Damn. Wait a minute, what? Whoa. Uh, they average median age is 65? Correct. That must be everybody in Gatlinburg watching. <laughs> so for, for those who don't know, what we're talking about here is in broadcasting, you, you get numbers and you get the median age. Mm. So yeah. like, this, like, for example, I, I throw one out there. Um, one of my former co-workers had showed me something <clears> for BET, and the median age for BET was 55. So it was like, oh, you see why they showed the shit that they see on yeah. we see on, on BET. Tyler and Perry, everything. Tyler Perry, everything. Yeah. I love this shit. The median age is his, his shit. So to hear the median age of a company such as Impact to be 65 years old is scary to me. Very scary to me. 65. And, uh, and drawing 110,000 people a week. Mm. That ain't shit in the business. Yeah. I mean, if people don't know what that means, that means that's a 0. 0. 0.02. That means you're not, no one's watching the show. Especially at the right. age that the people were. Basically, they just yeah. watching some shit because it's something to watch. Uh, so Impact bad. Wrestling is that is that relative that just won't die. They've been through so much cars yeah. that's fallen down yeah. the stairs. Everything else, oh. and you're like, damn, you've been shot. Like, yeah, you still times, alive? And you still and you still alive? How are you yeah. still alive? Well, I mean, with oh, you just OD. You just OD two weeks ago. Hey, hey, that's <laughs> shout out, that's shout out to Moose. Right. Yeah, like, 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 whenever your, your grandma tell you, you know, you know, Uncle Gerald been through a lot. You know, <laughs> right. Yeah. Lot. Wow. <laughs> so, <laughs> like, so now the next question I have, and and I and the day that I mentioned, and and Camp knows this. No, it's not about Moose. It's not about Moose. I have a, I have a sidebar about Moose. You want to hear it? Thirty seconds. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know if you say this. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, come on, man. You on, you're man. that nigga tonight. You that nigga. <laughs> you that nigga. So, in the light of George Floyd, right? Mm. I was I was got an interview with Moose, mm. and I was and I was prepped by someone in management that says, "Don't ask Moose about what's going on in these streets, the George Floyd, or anything like that." And I said. Why? Because, yeah, I probably shouldn't ask him about that. I said, is there some personal in his life that, you know, maybe it's a sensitive subject? He's like, no, nah, I don't know if he knows much about it. Go ahead. I, Shit, if that, you look at the what he, some of the that, internet comments, you are motherfucking right. That, 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 does, that, does that mean that he, he's the MAGA champ of the world? The, well, the look, he, 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 t- he took up for Tessa Blanchard. 
first black champ podcast. We're I just, the I just thought that, you know, like in, <laughs> in the light of it's Moose, right? That's like, yeah. and I just asked him a question, like his thoughts about, you know, I was right. told probably. Nah, probably shouldn't. <laughs> he was like, hey, you know what? I don't know what these niggas are doing. <laughs> I used to be one of them niggas. I don't know no more like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I thought that was, I thought that was fascinating. Yeah, when, when I, I saw on the internet that they said he was taking up for Tessa Blanchard when all her shit started coming out and he was like one of the few black people and I was like, oh. He definitely was trying to skeet. Probably failed. Yeah. That's terrible. I ain't, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. He doesn't I don't want your dick in her, bro. Yeah. Get over I, it. He, so we gonna move on because I don't want to feel like no asshole. Blame but, Terry Balea. Yeah, everything. everything. Blame Terry Balea. You, Blame you Terry Balea. You want to keep your IP? Blame Terry Balea. Blame Terry Balea. <laughs> You're mad because your, your favorite wrestler got released and he ain't got nowhere to go. Blame, Blame Terry, Terry Balea. Balea. Like you want you want to have. Uh, Black guys caping for a racist white woman who have legendary fathers. Look, blame Blame Terry 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 Balea. Blame him for everything. Everything. He did it all. Blame Hulkamania. Blame Terry Balea. You could definitely blame Hulkamania for the IP shit because he he was getting money and still getting money. But my question to you is that I I, a couple of pods ago was like, yo, I don't think our witch is going to make it. I think they're going to be the first one to go. And Mm. sure enough, the shit happened. I used the AWA as an example. We had WCW. We had, well, NWA, WCW. We had the WWF. And then we had the other promotions. AWA, USWA, um, UWF. Um, among AWF came about in like the early 90s. We had all of these smaller promotions that had dreams of becoming bigger. And AWA in particular, you know, they combined with a couple of wrestling organizations for those pay-per-views that, you know, from a fan perspective was like, oh, wow. But, you know, from a re- a, a wrestling perspective and people know, it was like, yo, this is a shit show. What the fuck is going on? So my question to you is, is that are we now about to get back? Well, let me rephrase the question. We said that this was probably the next wrestling boom. The next rest, the, the last wrestling boom, you could probably say was in the mid 80s when you had all of these organizations. But then Vince started doing this thing and then everybody started trying to, to move Vince out, but it didn't work. He bought everybody, but then you had those organizations that tried to stick around and combine. But then as we saw, it was only two, which ended up one. Are we about to end up in a cycle again where it goes from boom to then there were one? I believe so. And I don't know when that is for AEW. Um, I, I will tell you that the, the way it could be too is if AEW realizes that they don't have any competition. And what I mean by that is, is that you're not going head to head with anybody. Why do you have to hot shot the the product? You don't have to do that. Uh, you right. just put out. You, what you have to do is you have all these platforms. Two on YouTube. You've got um, the, the Turner product. You just have to have your best wrestling show. There's always this rush to say, you know, look, we outdrew, you know, that um, the Friday show uh, outdrew the SmackDown show or this head-to-head, we outdrew them, or we had more pay-per-view buys. It's that, yes, it's a rivalry, yes, between two companies, but they're not head-to-head. Mm-hmm. The whole point is that you don't have to hotshot everything <clears throat> on Dynamite or Rampage to be able to get over. People see you. You don't have to, you don't have to come out there with the flowery dress, and you have to go out there <laughs> naked. You don't have to be Lizzo. 
AEW doesn't have to be the Lizzo of professional wrestling. Like, yeah. Sweetheart, we see you. Yeah. Like, we see you, right? Right. So, like, so you're not going anywhere. I see you on social media. I see you. I know you have a concert. You're like, I see you. Okay. Right. So, you don't have to dress that way or talk that way or be controversial because I know that you'll always be there. Right. So, this mm-hmm. same thing with Tony Khan. You don't have to compare yourself to WWE. You just have to be the best AEW. Right. Mm-hmm. Bang can speak to this better than anybody else on this, on this show. And I've been in the business for a long time. And so is Bang. If you are a brand new radio station and you're already, when you from the jump, you're already comparing yourself to the industry leader, you're not going to last long. Uh, a, a perfect example is the CHR with B96 and Z95 when, I, when we were shorties, right? Z95 in Chicago would be like, we're the B killer. Look, we're the B killer. Hey, look, they're in commercial. Turn down there. See, we'll wait. And they had silence for like eight to 10 seconds. <laughs> Who the fuck does that? Yeah, you know, that's, that's crazy. And, like, and, like, <laughs> and, then you, and then you turn back. See, I told you they were in commercial. And where's some rock on the two? Like, like, you don't have to compare yourself to the industry leader. Just be the best AEW. So Man. If, if you continue to hot shot like this, there mm-hmm. will be just a WWE left because they already got, they got all the money. They have all the history. And AEW, they just have to be the best alternative. What, when you, we get all these references to the WWE and John Laurinaitis and, and, and Bruce Pritchard, I mean, why throw swings and arrows at them? Because you're not going head-to-head with them on Monday because you get crushed. You're not going head-to-head with them on Friday because you get crushed. Just be the best Wednesday, Friday show that you can be and then move oh, and keep it pushing. Simple as that. $256 million. Yep. Man. And <laughs> <For the quarter. laughs> hey, listen, $256 Because hey, you, know, you, you, you guys are right. And to, and to your point, Hood, WCW and WWF at the time were the best when I could watch both of them all in the same weekend and neither one of them even mentioned each other. Like WCW Saturday night versus Saturday night's main event. Like I could watch both of those in the same 24 hour period. And it was just like, oh, wow, wrestling is just on morning and night. (laughs) Like that was it. Oh, all American wrestling is on. Oh shit. WCW Sunday is on. Like it was just on. It was in like, the programming wasn't the same. They didn't have the same type of wrestlers. They like nothing about it was like, hey, yo, you know that's our competition. It was just like, oh shit, wrestling over here, wrestling over there, and that was just it. And and I enjoyed it. I never like, yeah, you always think, ooh, could Sting beat Bret Hart because they got the same finisher? But that's only if you're really watching them. But that never like that. We were never put in the place where that became a thing, and saying, no, this is only the Scorpion Deathlock. Fuck a sharpshooter, like you know, yeah. We we wasn't watching. Uh, we wasn't watching um, Saturday Night's main event and seeing Bret Hart versus um, Shawn Michaels and being like, "Yo, but that Sting, nigga, like <laughs> right, right." <laughs> now, if you read like a Pro Wrestling Illustrated, and I remember Pro Wrestling Illustrated had a section in the magazine where they have a dream match. Mm-hmm. And they had put two wrestlers against each other, but that was in the magazine. We wasn't watching. Right. We wasn't watching WrestleMania and being like, uh, we wasn't watching WrestleMania four and be like, oh man, Ric Flair beat everybody in this goddamn tournament. <laughs> Fuck y'all talking about? <laughs> right, <laughs> no, we we were just like, damn, why put Reed out so early? What the fuck? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So my next question, uh, my next question is, is is is, is now. Like we, we see where the industry is going, AEW mm-hmm. fans and WWE stands and, and all of these things and everybody put together, right? But mm-hmm. then you got somebody, Eric Bischoff, is fanning the flames. 
And he fanning them. Oh like he he's he he fanning them to the point where I'm like, yo, who you talking about? Who you talking to? Cause it seemed like to me you about to get in this this shit yourself. You about to buy somebody. From an industry perspective, and 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 we know that not only you have your own podcast, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Make sure y'all go ahead and listen to that wherever you listen yes, to your yes, favorite podcast. But also, you know, you jump on Bust It Open mm-hmm. uh, with the team from time to time. Like, what is the industry's perception of what we're starting to see? And do they see it as a true competition? Or is this just, hey, man, it's a lot of wrestling to talk about, so we're going to talk about wrestling? No, it's a it's true competition. Um, I, but here's the thing: the three of us have been through it before in the '90s with WCW right. and the WWE, and so we understand what a true rivalry is. It seems like AW wants to jump in now. The Eric Bischoff piece, okay. So Eric Bischoff comes across. I know WWE Hall of Famer, but he comes across as if he was, you know, Jim Crockett, like he was Vince, like he was Vince Senior, like he was, you know some of these great promoters over the years. And it's like, it's like Eric Bischoff was handed the keys to the castle. Like, what's, what did he do that was different? He brought the NWO in, and Turner said, hey, why don't we have wrestling on Mondays and Thursdays? And Eric was like, okay. And that was about it for Eric Bischoff. Eric Bischoff <laughs> went to Impact Wrestling. What did he do at Impact Wrestling? Oh, I want nothing to do with the creative. He got into the creative. And what happened to Aces and Eights? What happened to that whole creative? He only yeah. needs a one-trick pony. You ever listen to that podcast, 83 Weeks? Conrad Thompson asked that dude. He asked him, like, so what about this pay-per-view? Why did it suck? How come you guys didn't do this? How come you didn't do, how come you didn't do this with Bret Hart? Well, you know, that wasn't really me. That was Mike Graham. Yeah. Uh, that was that was Kevin That was Kevin Nash's decision. No, that was like, ah, you no, know, no, Kevin no, Sullivan, you yeah, know. Daniel Sully, he wasn't that good. You know, Ric Flair, that was, that was your father-in-law. He did this. And he always points the finger at someone else except him. Motherfucker, you were the one that's running the company. You had no say. He was in catering apparently during this whole time for WCW. <laughs> so, like, and, and like the whole thing is like, how come you didn't promote the cruiserweights? Well, we put the cruiserweights on at, at the top of the card, at, like at the bottom of the card. Right. You know, right, like yeah. like Chris Jericho wasn't shit to him. Rey Mysterio wasn't shit to him. All those luchadors, like like his his claim to fame is NWO and Goldberg, and Goldberg wasn't even his idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Goldberg was the actor. Right? That was Terry Taylor's idea. So yeah. it's like, so so whenever Eric Bischoff wants to get into the into the fray and talk about Tony Khan and all that, he says that Tony Khan is out there, you know, all up in the video. You know, he just, you know, he, he wants to be that guy, right? I just saw the Notorious B.I.G. documentary. So you right though, yeah. yeah. But he wants to all be in the video, right? And so, 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 but, but then Eric Bischoff wasn't he laying down on a motorcycle in the middle of the ring? Thinking that he was the king of the world, man, he was the WCW. Man. Does, does anybody remember that? So I just think it's revisionist history for Eric Bischoff to call out Tony Khan when Eric is doing the same things for doing very less, not doing a lot in WCW. I'm I'm still sticking by Eric Bischoff about to be all elite. I'm still I think that's what this shit is all about to me personally. I I think it's the the personal attack. Like even though I think it's supposed to bring that whole bring kayfabe back off the record but nothing in me says that the guy that just turned down working for raw or smackdown that is now in the attack of aew is not about to start working there it just it it, 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 it like you said if that if that's his one trick pony this is a new way to bring in him in an nwo type of fashion and for me 
it's not it's two things could be right at the same time <laughs> it just feels like that he's trying to dabble in somewhere get in where he fits in but yeah it's not it's a competition but it's this right now aw and wwe is a healthy competition to me yeah yeah and low-key Vince man is helping out this healthy competition or Tony or or Nick Khan, whoever you want to put over there that's making those decisions, is helping it. Because if I'm the WWE, right, and I release one of my who I believe could be one of my shining stars, somebody who owned um what what was that the Survivor Series which is coming up mm-hmm. and all of that stuff, and, and you really thought they had big plans, mm-hmm. and you let them go. <laughs> oh, you think you're so damn tough? Well, like you think you can do this shit better than me? Right. He's like, hey, look, he literally gave you Keith Lee, he's Bray Wyatt, Adam Cole. <laughs> if you if you count him, Braun Strowman because he was he was Titan. Universe, yeah, Titan, you know the Titan, the Titan, yes, the Titan, the Titan. You know what I mean? He gave you Ruby Riot. He gave you like. Not, not you I don't. Jack, I can't like, see Vince McMahon in 1992 giving away the the amount of wrestlers. That he's been giving giving away these last couple of weeks. Not unless I can't to, see. Not, not unless you're trying to sell the company. Mm. Mm, well, we had that rumor okay. a couple of times. Okay. But the other part, but the other part of that is, is not only you got that part of it, but you also got they're gonna go elsewhere, and they're gonna do other shit. Mm-hmm. Like Jim Crockett wasn't trying to give up Sting. Because he got Terry Taylor in the pocket. Right. Like, I'm just gonna get rid of him. Like, and yeah. yes, the, the the whole thing about the sale thing has been rumored. Nick Khan said that, hey, we, we talked to everybody and everything and all of the stuff. And, and and honestly, to me, I don't give a fuck if they get sold or not. Like the the, the UFC got sold to to um to, to Rahm Emanuel brother and them. Mm-hmm. We still watch it. Hey, you know, I don't care who owns the shit. Yeah, that's dangerous. I watch wrestling. <laughs> don't get them motherfuckers no more money. Yeah, they, yeah, don't get them. Yeah, don't don't give them no more shit. But what I'm saying is, is what I'm basically saying is, is, me personally, I don't give a fuck who owns what. Entertain me, but but with that being said, it seems like with that WWE is almost at the same time daring motherfuckers to even try to get on their level. Hey, and I fuck with that. I fuck with that, like, and and only for this reason, because they know the the cap is different from WWE versus all the other places. If everybody is such a big superstar, if everybody can headline WrestleMania and everybody can be the world champion, and and Vince and Paul and Stephanie and Shane are just killing dreams, and Lord Knight is just killing dreams, and they just killing careers. Okay, prove us wrong. Go make another billion dollar company with all this talent that y'all say is it. They're the number. They they don't. They the real number ones. You don't need Roman Reigns. He sucks. You don't need like you know what I'm saying. Like you don't need like Seth Rollins. Ain't that great? You're, you're using AJ Styles wrong. Okay, then prove all of that shit with all of these guys and, and all these men and women. Prove it. Pay them like I pay them. Put them in the positions that I put them in, and then tell me what's happening. I I fuck with the ideology because I think we the wrestling fans will win regardless if people do oh. it right. I know I won. I just, I just, so I'm clear about the Bischoff thing. Y'all think that Bischoff is uh, in the pocket of AEW, like he's gonna come out and he's gonna be. He he's gonna have- can't be, can't think he's in the pocket. 
I think he wants to be in the conversation, and I wouldn't be surprised if he tried to do his own shit sooner rather than later. Well, as far as far as Bischoff being an AEW, that's not what the business is missing. Like, am I? Are we sitting there every Wednesday? Like, like man, it'd be so much better if Bischoff was around. No, no, no. I don't. I don't think. I don't want him around any wrestling company. Period. Hey, I don't. You hey. know why? Because because I got proof. I got WCW mm-hmm. where you lost you lost biblical proportions money wise, and you went mm-hmm. to Impact Wrestling. Now people forget about Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling or TNA at the time. You know, mm-hmm. for them to be the second company, they were still drawing two, two five, two sevens. They were yeah. putting up some big time numbers. I know it's a different time in television. Yeah, the no, point is, though, so. is that they had all the talent started with Hogan and Booker T and Kevin Nash and all the, all the, your favorites, right from the nineties. And mm-hmm. along with young talent like AJ Styles and Christopher Daniels and all that guy, all that stuff, right? Low mm-hmm. key, um, shout Some out to Skipper, you know, guys like that, right? You you have talent, mm-hmm. right? And they yeah. still couldn't do anything with it. So when Bang asks, "Are we, how close are we to being one again?" Well, again, once again, it's like WCW, just like Impact Wrestling, just like what we have right now. You have a plethora of talent. What are you gonna mm-hmm. do with it? And here's the, and here's the difference. Here's the difference. If you don't hear nothing else I say today, here's the difference. The re, how you sell a viable company is story. If you can have a bunch of matches, oh, we can see Eddie Kingston against you know Brian Danielson. That's great. And and how how so how's the story going? Well, it's a two week build to full gear. Okay, but remember Roman Reigns. That's a long form story that they're telling. It was yeah. with Brock Brock Lesnar as a baby face. Roman Reigns is the, is the coolest heel that we've seen in 25 years. And Paul Heyman in the middle. We have three different personalities. They're different than they've ever been before. My point mm-hmm. is, though, that's a story. What's yeah. the strongest story in AEW right now? What's the number one story? At, see, I'm glad that you said well, that. Well, some, well somebody, some, uh, someone that calls who, me that is called, an AEW yeah. lifer that, does, that hasn't watched the WWE programming in years says all of the stories. What's our bills like they, they, they and they, they're going to tell you hangman adam page versus um uh kenny omega is the longest running story what's in wrestling. that story <laughs> hey, look. hold on what's that story i was like i changed the title i mean is that the story because but he was gone like yeah. he he didn't look. even like get they didn't even jump him and he disappeared right he just literally, left literally i was told i was told so please guys have that person call me have that person <laughs> call me that's on three-way <laughs> I was literally told that the company knows that uh, uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Kenny Omega is their biggest title match. So they have been building it since the first day of Dynamite. That's what I've been told. So everything that's happened with them, the tag team, the coming apart, the coming together and and all of that. And like the, the only wrench in the plan was the baby like that's it they said but, everything see, else has been the storyline to build that, that's, world that's well I'm that's saying. bullshit to me that's that's a lot that's a bunch of bullshit to me it, you're right that that's been the build-up because mm-hmm. that's that's what they didn't want it i don't think they wanted to be kenny omega it just so happened to be like that yeah. but once they did to start doing the tag team and shit they were shit. Oh, but within that this motherfucker went to the dark order and 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 started drinking more and all of that shit and and they weren't even crossing each other's paths. Yeah, the, I, that was my point. Yeah, the fuck out of here. <laughs> like, and wait, you you can put us on you can put us on three way, and I'll have that person explain that shit because <laughs> yes. that shit sound like Aesop's fables. Matter of fact, they could come to the show. <laughs> um, the, I, the, I, I re- uh, yo, I'm 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 on record that I was like, dog, it ain't that many storylines going on because I was like, 
the fact that y'all hyping up the CM Punk shit about him just talking to the mid carters and the, the talk talking to eleven Barry Horowitz. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and y'all like this shit. Now I was gonna say I was gonna say Kenny, I mean Kenny, excuse me, Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. What I saw with him and CM Punk, I was like, okay, here's a story that somebody's gonna have to explain though. Because Eddie Kingston deliver I mean, look, if Eddie Kingston can't do shit, he could talk his ass off. That's for yeah. sure. He can talk his ass off. And he was shooting the shit at CM Punk the other night. Yeah, yeah, man. He was shooting. I was like, oh, shit. They look like they about to fight for real. <laughs> that, yeah. that was literally the first time since. That was the first time since um, Edge and, and um, Matt Hardy. Mm-hmm. I was like, you like, hey, fight for real in the match. Like somebody's yeah. going to hit somebody in the match. That's what they need, though. That, that's not, what they not need. Since, not, not since Charlotte and Nia Jax. Go ahead. But <laughs> but that shit just happened. That shit just happened. You was like, damn, is they fighting? <laughs> this one, the way Eddie Kingston was talking to CM Punk, it's like, yo, Eddie Kingston going to take some liberties in that match. They going to get the match through, oh, yeah. but he going to take some liberties. Because CM Punk says some shit to him in the locker room yeah. to make him before, to make him do that promo. Like, this ain't no kayfabe shit. Like, that man said part. some shit in real life. Yeah, and the worst part about that is now that you know a guy like Eddie Kingston has seen him get beat up in the UFC, he he'll take the receipt. He'll take it. Oh, at the, <laughs> he'll be like, oh, oh yeah, I'll eat that receipt that you got. Oh, at the end of the oh. promo, at the end of the promo, before they start, you know, getting their tussle on, he said, "Hey, look, I don't care if I win or lose this match. I'm just gonna beat your ass, and yeah. don't don't quit and disappear for seven years." <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. I know. Like, yeah. If I don't watch, if I don't watch full gift for anything else, I'm watching that match, and it's not because of CM Punk, it's because of Eddie Kingston. Yeah. So to your point, and I said this before on the show, WWF is about moments. Mm-hmm. They're about stories and moments. They, they, their, their idea of a five star match, New Japan, what Dave Meltz will be talking about. It's about mm-hmm. pomp. It's about circumstance. It's about the 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 um as as um Gorilla Monsoon, as I heard him say about five times in a row for um for SummerSlam '87, and just watch it because I didn't realize until today. He mm-hmm. says it's a happening like five six times in a row. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just it's a happening. Oh, it's a happening, y'all. It's a happening. That's what this shit is about. Yeah. Hulk Hogan, right. Andre the Giant. In wrestling terms, with Dave Meltzer and how he looks at New Japan, this ain't a five-star match. But because of the moment and and the atmosphere, that's a 10-star match. Macho Man versus Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, wrestling terms, is a five-star match. match. Then you add everything else to it. The the bell to the neck. You know, Hulk Hogan versus Macho Man is a whole year buildup. Mm-hmm. Then you look at what is basically a whole year buildup because you shit Hulk Hogan didn't didn't have a title at WrestleMania four. They start mm-hmm. tagging up. He Macho Man starts seeing some funny shit. His Hulk Hogan hand end up on Miss Elizabeth's ass. She managing him, mm-hmm. and then some um, Saturday Night's main event comes up. You got jealous eyes. Oh, here we go. Go to WrestleMania. Let's go to WrestleMania five. Oh matter of fact, I, I feel I feel so bad for Cam. This is this is like the eighteenth time. That bang on this show is gonna talk about Hogan was a heel. Go ahead, Cam. He was. <laughs> Once again, he, he was. was. Hey, he real, was. Real quick. But but see, but the thing about that is, 
is the story behind that though mm -hmm. it's the story behind all of that it's yeah, the story the story the story matters man. the, the story, story matters, matters. Because, and listen i know that you're a young company if you're aw right you're a young company and so you see all this talent you say well i can put this person against this person well i did that as a child right i did that looking through the magazine looking at who can be against <laughs> whom right but but of course they get that yeah. Yo. My bad. Hey, we start talking about matcha, man. I gotta have these on deck every time we talk about. Oh matcha, man. man, see, I gotta. Yeah. They got the package in them. Oh man, they got the they got the whole package and everything on that shit. <laughs> yeah. So you, you wanna put that out? Freak out. Shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. But that's that's a story. But see, that's a story to me. Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart. That's a story, a long-term story to me. Mm -hmm. A nigga breaking up as a tag team and then going to the dark water and saying, I don't know if I want to be with y'all. That's not a long-term storyline. That story. Especially that when you have over there. You got pay-per-views every other every other month, so you got time to be able to tell those stories, right? Look, yeah. I mean, look, look, I've shown WWE plenty of times when they've had these two-week stories, right? Like yeah. two weeks we're gonna wrestle and then you drop it. Well, I, for me, the reason why that we're into wrestling is because it is a male soap opera because it's supposed to extend out to a crescendo, right? A perfect right. example is Edge and, and uh, Seth Rollins, right? Now, I know mm. these guys have been wrestling a ton. I know they have been. It, this could have been cut off at Madison Square Garden or months ago, but it continues to evolve. Like, Edge, Edge turned into uh, a different character. Seth has turned into a different character. So there's layers to a story how it evolves, right? This is this is not over, right? Everything ain't got to be Jimmy Valiant against Paul Jones, you know. This will <laughs> never be over, Paul Jones. It don't have to be that, but it can be an interesting storyline with layers for you to continue to be interested in. I like, like I like what AEW is doing as far as matches, but what about the long term storytelling? Where is it headed? Like, I have all these dream matches from AEW, but what's your long term storytelling that's going to keep me connected week in and week out? That's the question. So, so going into that. Cause I know we've 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 bounced around a couple of things. I want to go back to ROH mm -hmm. because they have an interesting history where shit, damn near everybody that you see in every wrestling organization has wrestled there and has been a champion there. CM Punk ran the goddamn school for a while. CM Punk, Brian Danielson, Kevin Owens, Seth Rollins, um, um, Sami Zayn, um, Samoa Joe, everybody who's everywhere has been there. But now, though, with, with the, the organization and the flux, who are the stars at Ring of Honor? And, 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 and even more importantly, who has the chance to be the Booker T of this situation? What I mean by that is we all know what happened with WCW when shit went kaput. Mm -hmm. The person who became the star out of the company after it went somewhere else it's Booker T. Mm -hmm. Who has the potential to go somewhere and be the Booker T of ROH in that organization who be now becomes a massive star where they are at? I'm glad you put it that way because Booker T has been uh, pushed out the picnic for a long time. He's not part of the family reunion anymore. <laughs> Damn, but yeah. just, he's just not. He's just not. I mean, yeah. everything's controversial. Everything wants to shit on everybody. You know, yeah. still uh, fuck with him. But, but what he said about Keith Lee, I think, is wrong too. Well, what did he say oh, about Keith Lee? I missed that. I didn't catch that. Oh, you I didn't catch that. Oh, I missed no, that. One. 
was like, you know, three weeks ago, he just wasn't sure if he had the, what do they say in the WWE, like, it's not personality, but they didn't have what it took to be able to be a top-level star. Um, that's why I, I, I can't fuck with Booker T. Um, he's, because he always says side shit on his podcast, like, it's little, it's a, it's a little thing, but then people clip it, and they put it on social media, it's like, okay, I got time. Um, so, yeah. um, with the, see, he here, here's, was, here's what's difficult, right? So this new look WWE, the old WWE, I would say, well, of course you'd bring like a Brody King in or Jonathan Gresham, who is a wrestler's wrestler, short guy, but can wrestle his ass off, right? I mean, that, so in the, but the new WWE, that's a good question. Because to me, like number one would be Shane Taylor Promotions. Ah. Uh, that, that. I mean that, that Jane Taylor. I hope one day that you guys get him on the show because uh, his story is interesting. From Shaker Heights in a tough area in Cleveland, um, mm-hmm. and went through a lot uh, and seen a lot in his uh, formative years. Shane Taylor is a, a, in that group with Moses and Khan and O'Shea mm-hmm. Edwards. It, that's that's a I've... group where it's like they, you don't fuck with them. They're really really great. Um, so I would say them, but I don't know with this new WWE whether or not they want independent guys, right? So then mm. you go to Jay and Mark Briscoe, who should have been out oh, of years ago, but they, like they're just comfortable. Yeah, they 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 did Japan in in, in <laughs> Indies. I would never I I would never think to see the Briscoes in any WWE television ever. I mean, hey, don't, don't them real. being so high on the uh, the greatest tag team of all time. I mean, no, no, he talking. No. <laughs> Who said that? No, no, he talking about Jack and Jerry Briscoe. How they was on the WWE of all. How they was on the the um on the the list of the best tag teams in WWE history, and they lost a few that they were in. Like, it's like. <laughs> I don't fuck y'all on this list so high. Y'all lost a few that y'all was in. Um, uh, what about like? Do you think these these folks can shine at AEW though? Oh well, I think it's. I think any of these guys can go at AEW. See, that's the difference. Between shine, the guys, right? Shine though. Yeah, yeah. Shane no, Taylor Promotions. Yeah. You think they can shine? They black. <laughs> I mean, well, hey, AEW Dark need that star, man. That's what Dark's for. That's why God made AEW Dark. That's why that's what they made him for. No, I, I think that they are top guys. Like, okay, so I can give you like Dragon Lee, who people think of very highly on the, mm-hmm. uh, the independent circuit. Uh, mm-hmm. Bandito, Rush, Roosh. I can tell you about those guys. But I just I look at these. These more look like more AEW guys than WWE guys, just based on the new turn, the new philosophy yeah. of WWE. Absolutely. Because they don't want the independent. Like, I, like for example. Okay, you know the WWE superstar and it always has been is Dalton Castle. Yeah, he's yeah. He's all, he's, yeah, he's always been a WWE superstar. Now he's just been an ROH. The dude is flamboyant. He's a actually a funny guy off the off the uh, when I interviewed him off the radio. He's really interesting. But he's got this peacock thing, and he's just kind of weird and kind of <laughs> uh, kind of a showman. Like that's mm-hmm. a perfect WWE superstar. But he's been right. in the so long. Is how much mileage is on Dalton Castle? You, right, you can go yeah. to, but but I mean, yeah. as far as he's been obviously more sports entertained than wrestler, but yeah. I, with the new philosophy, I don't know if any of these guys fit. Dan Housen, mm. you know, yeah, the, no. the new Indy Darling, you know, like mm. I don't know, PCO, old, been around for a long time. So I think a lot of these guys fit AEW bang more so than a WWE, just based on their shift. All right. 
right, so um man, it's it's just it's it's a lot of questions <laughs> that I have and so much time uh because of that. Because of what you just said. Because like when I look at Gresham, like when I look at Gresham, my first thought is impact. Go over there with your wife. Like Gresham, <laughs> like Gresham is is Gresham short. Mm-hmm. Yes. Go. But I even said last week, he don't fit that mold, that that WWE mold. He too short, you know. But but what what scares me now is WWE flooding the block with free agents. And then you look at an AEW, and I know Cam is predicted for a while now. What happens when we move your AEW faithful out the way to get these former WWE wrestlers? Like yeah. what? What then? If that's the case, if this is almost where we're going, right? Especially since everybody is like, go to AEW. What does wrestling look like when your second biggest company in wrestling has now moved on from the originals to the former people? From up north, it looks like uh, TNA led by Kurt Angle. That's what it looks like. And how that long that lasts? Again, people people forget about how strong that roster was for uh, TNA when Hogan was there, Bischoff was there. You know all the other suspects, right? And Mm -hmm. you think with all that talent, can't you win? No, you didn't win. And then you try to go up against Vince. On Monday Night uh, Raw on Monday nights, and of course that was just a disaster. Yeah, that was dumb. And, as and shit. So, but but the only way that that works again, you got four shows. If you are telling stories that people can are interested in, you can do it. But if you try to rush into it like it's the Monday Night Wars, it's not going to last long. Hot shotting yeah. the territory has ruined so many wrestling companies over the years. Like, well, we just got to throw everything against the wall. I mean, ultimately, it ruined Mid South. It ruined the UWF. They 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 put on main event caliber stuff on TV every week in '86, '87. Like we got Terry Gordy against Big Bubba. We're gonna put that on TV. Well, because they weren't in the pay per view, so they couldn't get money outside of the house shows that mm. they were in. Right. Well, we got a Gosh. big hot show here in Tulsa. We got a big mm-hmm. hot show here in Oklahoma City. Got a big show in, in Muskogee. Okay, so what about the, should this be on pay per view? What's that? Right. That's what that's what ruined Mid South and the UWF. So same thing here. All this talent, right? And, mm-hmm. and Bang is already... See, this is why Bang be knowing, okay? <laughs> it's, very, it's very simple. Because because we've seen this before. We got all this talent. We can sign everybody. Okay, so what you going to do with them? What about all those What about all those people in Elevation and Dark that are young superstars? I forgot about Elevation. Wrestlers? Yeah, what, yeah, what about I forgot all, about Elevation. All those young people, right? Are those their next guys? Or is this an influx of former WWE guys? Are those your next guys? You know and, what? And, 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 and once again... Who are you trying to prove? Who are you trying to beat? You're not going head to head against WWE. See, that's the whole point. Take your time, right? Take your time with it. <laughs> yes. You in, the, you in this for three years or you in this for 30? There's a difference. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga took that shit. That's what, I'm ta- that's what I told you, dumbass niggas, the last time. I've been telling y'all this all 2020 and this year. So okay, that's exactly what I just Man. said. I was like, "Yo, it's gonna be it's gonna be a hard day when y'all realize that the mid carters from the WWE will be taking over AEW because they didn't do that shit right." I literally said that shit. But but you know what? And again, correct me if I'm wrong. It seems like, especially with the Kevin Owens shit, 
The Kevin Owens shit was the icing on the cake. Whereas the Adam Cole was the actual cake. Kevin Owens rumors are the icing. It seemed like to me, everybody who's going to AEW is going to AEW to be around their friends. Correct. Not to draw money. They got to be around their friends. They, and, and, and because they don't like the, the cookie cutter micromanaging of the WWE. So like, let me go over there with the homies. We can have a good time and just wrestle, mm-hmm. which is cool. You want to be around your homies? It's cool. I do a podcast with one of my closest homies. But what happens, though, when being the homies is not enough for you to continue wrestling? Because right. if, I'm, if, if, if I'm always on AEW Dark or Elevation wrestling and you ain't putting me in no programs, why am I here? Right. Just to be around my friends. <laughs> so, so in five years on this podcast, when y'all have me back in five years, you're gonna be like, "Damn, look at all these guys at the top of the card for AEW. Look at that, Kyle O'Reilly and Kevin Kevin Owens, <laughs> Sammy Zayn, and, and, uh, and uh, Johnny Gargano. All these guys, uh, Sammy Zayn. All these guys at the top of the card whose contracts are up pretty soon, right? Yeah. We, mm-hmm. In five years, we're gonna be like, "Damn, why they shit on Dante Martin like that? What 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 happened to Sammy Guevara?" What happened oh, to man. Anna J? Man, what happened? What happened to MJF? Man. What happened there? What happened to Ty Conti? What happened to Darby Allen? All these people I just mentioned are 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 25, 26 and younger, right? What? Yeah, a young roster. But yet the guys that got that have been on NXT TV and WWE TV, well, they've been on major TV. So we're gonna slide them into the main event spots. And all of a sudden Darby Allen can't get remember that thing with Sting like five years ago? Damn, that was dope. <laughs> remember Jade Cargill? Remember her? What happened? Exactly. Yeah, hey. Remember, no. with, with Charlotte on top of the card at AEW, Man. right? All these people. But then it's gonna be like, what happened to all these young young superstars? What happened to these young AEW people that started off? Remember that? Remember Jungle Boy? Remember that thing when he was twenty three? Remember Jungle Boy? Because <laughs> by that time, because mm-hmm. people, also by that time, some of these cats will be in their forties. Mm-hmm. Oh, but yeah, but no, but they're main eventers though. They've been on WWE TV, so because yeah, we <laughs> just gotta get them right. We gotta get them. But remember that push for Jungle Boy? Remember Luchasaurus? Ah, remember those guys? What happened to those? Oh, they're on Elevation. They're on Dark. But they can't be on Dynamite because, see, and again, the same thing happened in TNA. The same thing happened, right? AJ mm-hmm. Styles, fuck that dude. Put him to the side. You know what? We'll turn him heel. We'll make him the next Ric Flair because then he'll be with an old faction. Damn, man. You do remember this, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. Elix, Elix Skipper was the dopest motherfucker yes, on Yes, he TNA, was. Climbing yeah. the cage and stuff. Yeah, it doesn't have the charisma. Yeah, we're gonna put we're gonna put Kevin Nash and Scott Hall in there. Shit, Bobby Rude. Like, shit, yeah, Bo- yeah. Bobby Rude. They move Bobby yeah. Rude to the side. Eric Young to. Ah, oh, shit. See, the That's minute I start liking, the minute I start going, okay, I gotta make sure that I'm tuning in to AEW. Mm-hmm. You fuck me up, cause hood, you just what's the fucking five year plan? Oh my god! All right, man. Before we before we get you out of here. It's been a great conversation, but let me let me say we I always. I, it's too much, Cam. I've been kicked out. See, that's too much. I, I, no, I, 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 no, I, I, we we I all getting kicked out. 
We get all getting kicked out. We all getting kicked out. We just got we got two more things, you know. We didn't get to one because you came on, you know. We didn't <laughs> we didn't start on time because we were talking about life. Yeah, but no. <laughs> you've been you've been a a critic of the new day for mm-hmm. quite some time. You've you've given them their love and respect because of championships and everything, but you've also been a critic. Big E is not a champion. Woods is not king of the ring. And I believe King Woods is going to get the title shot at Royal Rumble. That mm. the way that the way that they beat up Kofi in front of him, to me, make me think that they pushing the bump on the bump temporarily or not. Because anytime you watch your man get his ass beat, clip twice, basically off of both knees, it's basically like Rocky looking at Apollo Creed die. Then you know they got to push you up. Even though we know Survivor Series, more than likely, they've already announced the teams and all of that, and I'll get the Survivor Series later. But your look, what are your taking your look at the New Day now with Big E as the Raw champion and King Woods finally getting some solo shine of his own? Well, I've been waiting to ask good. this question, too. <laughs> waiting on this. That, that is Vince saying... Thanks for throwing those fucking pancakes. Here you go. <laughs> that is. That, that is. Thanks for skinning gritting. Here's the king of the ring. Here's a world title. Here you go, guys. That's what that is. And look, man, you do exactly what the boss wants, and you're able to get over. Look, the whole thing with, with those three is, is that and I had to think about it in, in, in wrestling history, Cam. I had to think about it. I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of think that that faction is the most successful faction that I've seen as far as continuing, you know, two world championships, a king of the ring, multiple tag team championships. Uh, they've done more than the Freebirds as far as accolades. Yeah. When you think about yeah, it, right? The old Buddy yeah. Roberts UWF TV t- title is not <clears throat> the same thing as like nah. having two world title runs. Uh, Michael Hayes at U.S. title run beating. Lex Luger or whatever in Nashville in 89 and we're up with, is that the same thing is that the same thing as yeah, nah. two, two guys out of the faction won championships multiple tag team championships and a king of the ring uh, yeah, yeah. And the king of the ring. I mean that's that's substantial yeah. right however um it's too bad it wasn't based on their merit originally it's just based mm. on all the bullshit they had to go through to be able to get there now nothing mm. against the dudes I've always been against the creative bang. It's always been about the creative. Yeah. I was I was never a big fan of that creative because all three of those guys, because they're bright personalities and they're silly, that's great. I got no problem with that. But just the creative, mm-hmm. I was a problem with. But I have I'm so happy for Big E that he has the run. But Big E though, Big E is in the same pot as CM Punk and Rey Mysterio and Brian Danielson and others that are the world champion, but really not the guy. Yeah, no, that's. But do you think that Bret Hart, nineteen ninety two? That's correct. That's what the fans see. That you, we've known over the years. There's the fans' champion, and there's actually Vince's champion. Vince's champion is is Roman Reigns. The fans' champion is Big E. Yeah. Do you think though that Big E's personality will end up making him Vince's champ too? Like he he he's gonna one a. I'm never saying that as long as they hold the titles that he'll ever be over or at Roman Reigns. But do you think like, oh, wow, this is the safest 
uh, friendliest, strongest black guy I've ever had. I can really take care of this guy. Like, I equated it to this. I said this on the show, I think, two weeks ago. I think Big E has uh, Bruno San Martino potential as far as what his allure and his character means to, like, wrestling and being in the garden and being a title holder. Like, Oh, I see. I see. Like, I like, see. I thought you meant like he's only gonna wrestle three straight uh, three states like Bruno, just only wrestling three states. <laughs> World champion, motherfucker was in New York, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Right. <laughs> Boston, don't forget Boston. Hey, don't forget Massachusetts. Hey, it's all about the garden, the garden, and fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> but but like you know, you, 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 but you you know how it is when uh when but they, they they gave Bruno the belt because like, hey look, I know you won't fuck this up. It's kind of like it's almost like game managing quarterbacks to a degree. Like, mm. do, do you think it will be like that for Big E? Well, I think it already is. I think it, because, look, dude can be on on this show, he can be on Breakfast Club, he can be on these different uh, di- different platforms and be able to represent the company well. I never thought he – I always thought he could, you know, and I'm glad for that. Um, mm-hmm. But here's the thing. Like, again, this is not Vince's guy. Vince's guys are Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. And I think yeah. for the fans – I think it's cool that that Big E could be that guy. But if you, here's how you could tell. Will Big E ever really main event a WrestleMania or a tentpole event like a Survivor Series, like a Royal Rumble? Like, will he ever be able to be the main event? See, like, you can be that Bruno when you're at the, you're, if you're the reason why people come to see you. I understand right. the WWE is like the ice capage of the, of the circus, right? You just say the WWE is in town, people just come. It, it, right. You don't come for any particular wrestler outside of Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. That's how they've tailored the company. But my right. point is, though, is that when we start seeing Big E not in the middle of the card at, at the, uh, the Saudi Arabia show, but at the top of the card, that's mm-hmm. when you know he feels strongly about him. But as long as Roman's there with that universal championship and, and Big E's in the middle of the card or at the beginning of shows, nah, he will never get that run. And see, Camp, the way that I answer that is I think we won't find that answer out until he turns heel. Mm. Okay. okay. I think I think when he turns heel, because as long as he – look, it's the WWE, the man ain't going to be Ricky the Dragon Steamboat, stay face <clears throat> the rest of his career. Right. When he turns heel, it's going to be when you know how Vince McMahon feels about him. Mm. Okay. Because, um, because look at Roman Reigns. Like the Roman Reigns title reigns were face runs, yeah, and, yeah. They, and 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 yeah. if you it, it ain't it ain't hit, but this run here, yeah, it's starting to rival some of the 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 other title reigns. Oh yeah, like this run right here is he's giving this man he's giving this man carte blanche basically to damn near do what he wants. Yeah, and you can tell the trust is there. And I think for a heel, you have to trust the heel because in a lot of cases, in most cases of wrestling, the heel is the da- is the lead dancer. Right. Got to make sure that the face get over. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 in Roman Reigns' case, he's boosting these people up. Like Jay Uso, for, I mean Jimmy. Excuse no, no main event Jay. Jay, excuse me. Jay, I'm sorry. It's getting more apparent to me. He don't need his brother. Yeah. yeah. That's because Roman That's boosted so that shit up. Yeah. Jay don't need Jimmy. Jay could be wrestling for the, the Intercontinental or the U.S. Championship right now because of how his his cousin boosted him up. Yeah. And you look at every heel, heel champion that we know and remember, 
right? Mm -hmm. Especially the ones that had long range. So you look at Triple H and how everybody he wrestled got boosted. Yeah. That's what Roman Reigns is doing. That's why I'm hoping and praying, and I still believe that Royal Rumble is going to be Roman Reigns versus King King Woods. Mm. And you look at what Bobby Lashley did for King Woods. We're not having this conversation if the Bobby Lashley match don't happen. Exactly. And we've seen what Bobby Lashley held. Bobby Lashley, look what he did for Drew McIntyre. Because mm -hmm. Drew McIntyre was just going up against Randy Orton and nobody. <laughs> right. He get Bobby, he get Bobby Lashley, and now you get to see big men bumping me. <laughs> bumping me. With with Big E, and my concern, my concern when he when he starts to get in the feud with Seth Rollins is Seth Rollins on the mic right now feels like he can overshadow Big E and he's the face mm -hmm. by just popping up in colorful clothes. Hey man, when you're great, you're great, man. You're right. You're right. So, so you put Big E in the opposite. Big E in the opposite. That's when you start to see the trust, and you start to see how Vince McMahon feels about you because now you the lead. You got to get that man over. You got to make that man look like a credible world championship contender. Mm -hmm. And if you don't, I can't have you as I can't have you as my heel champ. So I probably can't have you as my face champ either. Yeah. So this podcast is really predicated on celebrating Ron Simmons winning the championship in WCW. So who's going to have a better run, Big E or Ron Simmons? I think Big E. Yeah, I man, think, yeah. and, and I hate to say what I'm about to say and how I'm about to say it, but Big E has already had a better title run just off of the strength of his match with Drew McIntyre and Saudi Arabia. Okay, because yeah, Ron Simmons, it, yeah, <laughs> Ron Simmons, you know, he got the belt and then he lost that shit. Yeah. You know, but and he didn't get it back. Like he, they turned him heel, and they made him a pussy. Turn after he turned heel, they damn they made him a pussy. I forgot. And you just man, hood. You might remember this, Camp. You might remember this, but I remember when they, when he turned heel, and it was some shit WCW had going on where they it was like a point system or some shit, some shit Dusty Rose brought up, and it was yeah. like some point system shit. I can't remember what the name of it was, but yeah. it wasn't, and it wasn't Battle Bowl or no shit like that, because they'd nah. be wrestling on like Saturday night or main event, and and they had to do shit. But anyway, because like, the points would boost your top ten status, right? For the number yeah. one contender shit, right? And, yeah, and they and they had Ron Simmons go against somebody in a street fight, and I was like, why they got him like a pussy heel? He was a <laughs> world champion. He come from Florida State. He big. They got him complaining and shit. And then next thing you know, I forgot who it was that was starting to manage him, but they called him a Muslim. And he wasn't. <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, it's time to go. It's, it's time to go. I don't think that's going to happen. Like, Big E going up against Drew McIntyre is already better than all of that shit. So better than rematches with Vader and, and uh, Mick Foley. Better yeah. Than that, right? right? And yeah, that, point, yeah, yeah, thing, that was a Jim Ross idea, by the way. Okay, yeah. and then and also Jim Ross man. probably if Jim somebody ever heard like if somebody clipped this and give it to Jim Ross he'd be like, damn they knew that remember that <laughs> shit <laughs> and they black right yeah, yeah but uh, also also placement too though I I, I look at um I, I look at the placement I, I can tell that um this title run for for Big E and this is also why I'm calling it like 
he's going to be Bruno San Martino of this era, like modified for this era, is because they're already putting him on ESPN. They're putting him on uh, syndicated uh, radio stations. They're they're putting him in places to be like, hey, look at this black guy with this belt that we have. Like, look look at this. Like, you know, that other company is talking about inclusion and shit all the time. But look, look what I have. I have a black champion here. I have a black world champion here. You know how many black people have held this belt? You can count them on one hand, but look, I'm putting this one everywhere. Like, you know, they like they sent they sent Kofi to Africa, they sent Bobby Lashley to the gym, you know, but now they're really like putting Big E in places to be seen as the WWE champion and, and a black person is identifying as black 100 percent So that that alone for me is why this run will be bigger or greater than Ron Simmons' run. That's that's awesome. I, I also I just got to laugh at Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. And she was like, have you ever experienced racism in WWE? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. Like, yes. yes. Every day. Like wrestling, right? every, every day. Yes, Angela. Yes. As like, soon as I go, as soon as I cur- come out the curtains. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you new here? Like, I, I was like, oh, hey, oh, y'all, y'all don't be interviewing wrestlers. The other, so, okay, but, yeah, okay. Yeah. well, listen. Right. Yeah, Rosenberg joined. Yeah. Right. Hey, man. I know what that's why you know what tell 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 the po- folks at Boston Open that this is a podcast they need to listen to. All right, last thing I got, man, and and is Survivor Series because we probably not gonna talk to you um on the pod, you know, after it's over. And not necessarily about the card and all that shit, but the historical relevance of the Survivor Series. Survivor Series started in nineteen eighty seven. I actually had Trey watching it earlier today, and it was funny. It was funny seeing him pop when the young stallions got a pen camp. Specifically hey, for you. The greatest job in the team of all time. Specifically for you. That's your child. That's your yes. child. Speci- no, but specifically for Cam. Because Cam loved the, the young stallions. And he was like, ah, he jumped up like, ah. And I was like, it's the young stat. Let me shut up. Cam would be like. 50. Cam would be Top like. 50. Cam be looking like, yo, my nigga. That's, <laughs> right. that's why no, I fuck I with you. I know, I, know, I know how y'all supposed to feel. But listen, <laughs> the Young Stallions are a top 50 WWE tag team. WWF and E tag team. They're top 50 because they're the greatest oh jobber tag team of all time. Hey. Who's the greatest jobber tag team of all time, that nigga today? Who? Bill and Randy Mulkey. The Mulkey brothers. <laughs> Better than the Young Stallions? I ain't yes. never seen them put over demolition. Yes. No, what? They looked at the NWA. The Mulkeys are the greatest tag team. Uh, uh, that, uh, that. Not, not the young stallion. No. I ain't, I ain't never seen the Mulkeys look good. I ain't never seen them themselves for the Orient Express. I ain't never seen it. I ain't never seen. I ain't never seen them. I ain't never seen them take a good loss the way they could. You know goddamn I, to goddamn I, um um Dino Bravo and Greg to have a violent time. They, they, so they never is, died in the ring with the powers of pain. They never okay. did it. Okay, I got it. This is what, once again, I got to send clips to Cam. I got to send him some video clips. Like, here, here you go, Cam. Here you go. Oh, you know what? That nigga dragging off is a good wrestler. Yes, I'm going to have to send you clips so you, so you know what's I, hey. yeah, I love Kev. I love Kev's like, I don't fuck with no European wrestlers. Okay, let me show you. See, he Walter, races. He races. That's Walter, no, he's races. And he was like, Listen. yeah, I got to give it to you, man. Actually, they're pretty good. Yeah, that was good. But Squire David Taylor. You just can't believe the propaganda that Bang is doing. But Squire David Taylor, don't fuck him. Yeah, fuck him. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. Fuck all that shit. Yeah. <laughs> fuck but why you sending Kev that clip, man? 
Tell us about like your thoughts about the Survivor Series, um, the historical relevance of it, and what you missed because the Survivor Series is no longer basically what it was when it started. Well, the Survivor Series took place because they needed the pay per view to take on the Crockett's. Um, yes, you know, Thanksgiving. You know, in wrestling back in the day, uh, the holidays were always big. You have a show on the Fourth of July, Thanksgiving. Uh, have shows on Christmas. Actually, some of the best, the biggest money draws was always on the holidays, especially for Thanksgiving. The idea was, especially for for Crockett in that territory in Texas with the the Von Erics and other places. It was like, man, after you've eaten dinner, you just want to get out of that hot kitchen, right? Because there was no NFL or no NBA to watch at that particular time. Once you had Thanksgiving, it was always like Christmas specials. It was boring around the crib. So just come to the arena after dinner. And so that was the whole idea of having shows on Thanksgiving. And so for Survivor Series, the reason why it ran starting in 1987 is because they wanted to take on Crockett's Starcade. Because they, because McMahon saw that Starcade was doing well. Going back to Flair versus um, uh, Harley Race in the cage, right, in Greensboro. They were making so much money on Thanksgiving camp. There was this whole thing of, like, we're going to have, we're going to be so big, we're going to have two shows on closed circuit. We're going to have a show in Greensboro. We're going to have a show in Atlanta. We're going to have a show in Charlotte. They would always draw well, 23,000, 24,000 people plus the closed circuit in the area. So Damn. there's a lot of people in the region that were watching. So Vince wanted to have some of that money. He was like, wait, they're, they're doing shows on Thanksgiving? Well, we're going to have a show on Thanksgiving. We're going to go to the home of the Cavs, Richfield Coliseum uh, in suburban Cleveland, and we're going to have shows. They also had the same thing in Chicago, in Rosemont. They had it in Hartford, Detroit. So they took it around, and they wanted to make sure it was a Thanksgiving tradition. And the reason why it was so great is because you saw all these people together, these heels and these baby faces teaming up. It was so rare, right? We're so used to just one-on-one matches and just tag team matches. But when you get like Andre the Giant, Butch Reed, King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, and Rick Rude all on one team, and then you have Hogan with Ken Patera, Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Paul, Paul Orndorff on a five-on-five match. Okay, so not only do you have the matches, some of the matches weren't great. But they, they would extend out to some kind of story afterwards, right? Hey, you know what? You crossed me at the Survivor Series. Hey, you turned on me at the Survivor Series. Or you didn't do what you're supposed to do. So now that becomes a program. So I think ultimately the reason why, for two reasons, they wanted to get some of that holiday money. But also those storylines were intertwined where you say, you know what? We never seen these two take on each other before. We never seen them in a, in a tag team before. Let's just see how this works out to extend a storyline for the future. Nice. So, and, and and again, mentioning that my son was watching that earlier, it was dope, as you said, to see damn near a whole card now. Yeah. On here, especially an expanded card. Seeing the women, too. Like, it's funny saying, it's, it's weird saying that my favorite match on Survivor Series 87 is the women's match because I was like, yo, the Jumping Bomb Angels cold as fuck. They were. Why, why, why didn't I see that? Because in 87, I didn't watch it. I watched it years later, but getting the tape. And I was like, yo, why they ain't push the Jumping Bomb Angels? There ain't no women wrestling but the Lunge Blaze. What the fuck is Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't see, I didn't see Survivor Series 87 either because uh, I was at the Regal watching Starcade. Oh, wow. At the Regal? Yeah. Oh, close. They had closed circuit. They had, had it on the big screen. Damn. And, and so in 87, I couldn't get a ticket to see Garvin Flair. That was the main event in 87 yeah. UIC Pavilion. Couldn't get a ticket. It's like, well, I don't have cable. It's 87. So you had to get it on closed circuit. So I get on the, on the 28 Stony, 
and went down and saw it at the Regal out on, on Thanksgiving See, night. shit like that dope than the motherfucker. Wow. I ain't, right? You just like, what the fuck? Like, it's and like you. Flair was shitting on Ronnie Garvin, I definitely would have been to that. I'm like, <laughs> right. no, 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 no. he keeps getting on this one every single week. I got to go. <laughs> oh, man. What, um, what are some of your favorite moments that you can remember, you know, with the Survivor Series? Well, a lot of them was just like the original in 88, 80. Yep. Nine, 88, 89, like Cena King, Big Boss Man, Haku, Ted DiBiase, Red Rooster, just seeing Hogan, all that, right? You see Hogan and Randy Savage. I knew that there was heat there, but we just couldn't stamp it down in 88. Seeing that, seeing Hogan and the Ultimate Warrior, all this stuff leads into actual matches, right? To see them together. And then, you know, then from there, like, they just kept going to Richfield. They kept going to suburban Cleveland. And then when we saw, like, Brett against Sean, you know, those those matches. So I like the five on five, only a couple of those. But when we started to get into individual actual main event matches, I liked some of those. Uh, Brett and Sean come to mind in 92. Because that was the beginning of something special with those two. Yes. Um, Survivor Series 90, I think, was at the Rose Hunter Horizon. Yeah, it was because I thought I tore my knee up. 89, yeah. 89 at the Rosemont Horizon. Yeah, um, yeah, 89 was at the Horizon. My uh, that was, I, I always say that the that um, Wrestle War 91 was the first WWE pay per view that I was allowed to hit the order button on. WrestleMania 4 is what introduced me really to wrestling. God rest my grandfather's soul. Mm -hmm. And it's funny how wrestling connects me with dead people. Um, but my cousin Barbara. Yeah. Um, she ordered that uh, Survivor Series for me specifically. We had Thanksgiving over that house. They lived on Central um, Washington, and we had Thanksgiving over that house. And she was like, yeah, I know you want to watch wrestling. So she hit the order button for me. And me and her nephew were wrestling, and I hyperextended my knee. Oh, We were wrestling. He DDT'd me. And I hyperextended my knee. And, and she was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I think I broke my leg. And I'm just walking around. She was like, no, nah, you just hyperextended it. That's why you need to stop, stop wrestling. Just watch it. I ordered this damn pay-per-view for me, for you. So sit your ass down and watch it. And for the rest of the night, I had sat down and watched it. Um, but it was that, as you see, one of my favorite moments. Also, you, of course, you got... Um, Incredible debuts at um, Survivor Series, including, you know, the the Undertaker, of course, or the Gobbly Cooker, if you want to do the Gobbly Cooker as well. Shout out to um, Hector Guerrero. Right. Hector Guerrero, who I did not know until this year, was the Gobbly Cooker. Eddie Guerrero's brother. I was like, wait a minute, what? Like, yeah, he's learning that right now. Guys. Yeah, yeah. I, was, I never yeah. went to Google any or know anything Gobbly Cooker besides the fact that it happened and I had it recorded on VHS. That's the only thing that's I wanted a, to know. Yeah, that's an AEW booking back then. Go ahead. Yeah, it was. <laughs> so, now, so now with the Survivor Series, you know, with all of the changes, now we see the five-on-fives, you know, more as, as brand versus brand and all of that. Do you believe that the Survivor Series has lost its luster? No question, because they don't have star power. See, th think about all the names we talked about, right? The first one, Andre. I mean, that's number one, right? The guy was was all world. And Butch got his Reed, win. King Kong Bundy, One Man Gang, Bam Bam Bigelow, Don Morocco, Hogan. Like, those are big names, right? The yeah. difference between this Survivor Series and when we were shorties is that you take a look at the, the star power. 
it, you came to the arena to see Hogan, the Ultimate Warrior, the Legion of Doom, um, you know, the Rockers, you know, all those guys, right? But the thing is, when I look at this card, it's like, well, where are the stars? I'm sure that's going to be. I'm sure it's going to be a good event. It's going to be solid. But the difference is, is that all those guys popped, right? It was like ten or it's like ten stars in the ring at the same time. I don't know if we're getting ten this year. You're not. Yeah, nah. Because um, looking at the card, um, they have for the the teams so far. They got what for the men's Brent for the men's. Uh, well, starting with the women, they got Sasha Banks. Uh, Shayna Baszler, Shotzi, um, um, Natty. And don't say uh, about Shotzi, man. I like Shotzi. Okay. No. She turned heel. Now she's a star, right? Oh, I, I like her as a face. I don't know if she's a star, but, you know, she come to Bang's house. Uh, and Aaliyah uh, for SmackDown. Wait, her on the team? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Against, wow. against Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley, um, Liv Morgan, Carmella, and Queen Zelina. Carmella, all right. And then Stars. for the and then for the <laughs> men's <laughs> joint, we got Drew McIntyre, um, Jeff Hardy, King Woods, um, Sami Zayn, and um, Happy Corbin with Madcap Moss in his corner um, oh. for, versus Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Kevin Owens, and the Mysterio family. Oh, what the fuck, man! <laughs> No, See what I mean no, about Star Power? No, that ain't right. <laughs> that, that, where'd you read that shit at? Where the fuck you read that? <laughs> where'd you read that? <laughs> where the fuck you read that shit at? That ain't right. Let me, let me, I'm going, I'm going to Instagram right You got a WWE, fam. Like, I'm going to Instagram right he just, as, as you can hear, he don't fuck with the Mysterio family at Come all. Come on, man. Like, what? Hey, no, look, they can do whatever they need to do on main event. Like, what the fuck? If if Dominic is not gonna kick his dad in the face, I don't want to see this shit. I'm look. Maybe this is the maybe this is the the night. You gotta be fucking kidding. <laughs> maybe I'm sick of this shit. Maybe this is the night he kick his daddy in the face. Yeah, hey, yeah, man. Hey, look. The only this is my guarantee of the week. Okay, <laughs> my guarantee of the week is if. Rey Mysterio don't cost Dominic to get eliminated, and he don't six one nine his dad. I'll be pissed. That's my guarantee for this week. <laughs> if I don't see the turn of Dom on his daddy, I will be upset at Survivor Series because that's the only reason why they need to be in this match. I guess my point is, what's the point of that? So, so that's so gotta Dom, be it. So so Dom turns heel or Ray turns heel. It's like okay, because everybody wants to see Dominic Mysterio wrestle. No, no. I just want I, I just want the collective of the Mysterio father and son connection to be off TV, and this is how you okay. do it. <laughs> look, like, look. So I want to be this ass after, and then leave. Okay, so after the turn, then they just leave. Then they just okay, so it'll be the it'll be the most pointless point. It's the most pointless point. I guess that's the best way of saying it. it'll be the most pointless but happy heel turn since Virgil and the Million Dollar Man. Yeah, see, we've done it before. Yes, it was pointless because everybody knew right. going up the card, right? You, everybody right, knew right, right. <laughs> right. Virgil's not going anywhere, ladies. Virgil is not fighting for any title. 
But yeah, you know what I'm saying? With, the million dollar with, title. With the, with the uh, barbershop lamp tights on, he wasn't going to do shit. <laughs> that shit was wild. That shit was out of here. It was like, yo, you, you, turn, you turn on the nigga that's paying you. So now what you going to do? Oh, oh, okay. I got it. Barbershop lamp. <laughs> <laughs> Come there with the barbershop lamp. <laughs> trying to be Sugar Ray Leonard. <laughs> and, and all he did was win matches. With with uh with a powerhouse with uh with powerhouse moves like with, uh, with no with performance center endings like that's all they did like yeah get them on the fucking TV yeah wasn't his finishing move though the money and put it in mouths after I beat people up like that's what that's what your job is <laughs> that's, that's what it was so, yeah. so, so so let Dom beat his daddy ass. As, okay. as Survivor Series, and, uh, y'all, and they both get released, and then you can make him make the story like, what happened to Rand Dom? Well, you know they got into it at Survivor Series. You know, they can't have families quarreling on TV like that. So I they got that. rid of them. Like, let the conspiracy theorists think of, make up whatever they want. I just want them to turn on each other because that's how they're going to get off TV. Oh, man. So, Camp, so you would you want Dom, Dom to have those those pants? Those those barbershop lamp pants. Would you like that? Would that be best for him? He'd be over. Uh. <laughs> hey, right. It might help him get over with, with, with the sunset flips over the uh, over the rope. Over you know what, what I'm saying? Was, hey, what was 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 Virgil's finishing move? The Russian leg sweep. Hey, I'm telling you, that's somebody what? learning the performance center. Like, was his fucking like finisher? Like, that was oh, it. Man. They, they, they didn't even get him the Johnny B. Bad punch, but he came out like he was supposed to be boxing. Yeah, with the yeah, I don't understand. Yeah, man. Uh, I just get both of them the fuck out of here. Yeah, um, I mean, look that that is your Survivor Series, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Happy Corbin laughing on the apron, just laughing the whole time. I do have a guarantee though. For um, um, Liv Morgan would be one of the survivors. Raw's gonna win that, and she's gonna be one of the survivors. Is she okay. over? Is Liv Morgan really over? I think Liv Morgan is, and you you kind of said it earlier with the Big E shit. You got Vince over and you got fans over. She's fans over. The fans want to see her. The fans want to see her win. Do Vince want to see her win? You would think Vince want to see her win because she's she's almost what he likes. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, if she had D's, she would be over with Vince. Yeah, that's the only thing that I guess that would be the only thing. Like she's probably not as as top as bound, top, top heavy as some of the women that you've seen Vince like push put over or whatever. And that's no disrespect to her. This is shit. You just look at the champions and shit. You know, you she can either wrestle real good now lately, or if you look at the history, shit. I mean, shit. Look, she's better than Sable ever was. So yeah, yes, you know. Good Obviously, day. it's the double D's, <laughs> right? So, you know what? I gotta look into that. So, I'm gonna have to research that. So, what does that say for Bianca? Is that why it was taken away from her? No, see, see, with Bianca, like it's that's why I say you either can wrestle real good, like have those moments, yeah, or you gotta be, you know, you have to look a certain mm-hmm. way. I mean, that's why, that's why, like Jazz was like, how many black champions you saw us with. No, you know what? I don't, I don't know if uh, I don't know if uh, that nigga today ever heard this episode, but I'm huh. I'm literally saying that a lot of this black success and black excellence in the WWE is a subliminal answer to all those Cody press releases 
about yeah. what he was going to do as far as inclusion and giving everybody an opportunity um, as far as wrestling because that's what the uproar is about how all the black w, uh, wrestlers are on AW Dark. You know what I'm saying? So that's your that's your home for all big swole matches all the time. And private party is there. You know what I'm saying? And everything else. Curls and waves. Wow. Right. You know, I, I I literally think, like, don't get me wrong. Bianca's earned it. Right? <laughs> like, Bianca's earned it. Kofi's earned it. Biggie's earned it. Xavier's earned it. Bobby's earned it. You know what I'm saying? MVP's earned everything. But it's like the 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 greater good of the earn is hey I'm doing this while that other company was talking about all this inclusion they about to do and they had nothing but white champs and I'm on record of saying that Bianca Belair could be the rock of the women's division and what I mean by that is only being this bitch for about five years because I truly believe that she can go to Hollywood and be this generation's Pam Grier mm. that's strong I truly believe that she could be that that's strong. I truly, I, I think she has that capability as far as, I mean, we see what she, we see the action. All yep. she got to do is say some words. I think she could be, <laughs> I think she could be the Pam Griff this generation if she works to start getting outside opportunities mm-hmm. outside of the WWE. If she start getting that shit, I don't think we see her in the WWE in about five, six years. And and by the way, that's and for people who are listening. This is not a knock on her. We're saying, that oh no, it's not. To, I mean, she as strong as she is, as unique as she is, she doesn't have anything to prove. She doesn't have to be a ten year hell no year like Wendy. She Wendy does year, not like she has to do any of that. She doesn't, I, she doesn't right. have to be that person. Matter of fact, I think the promo that she laid down a couple of what two weeks ago on Raw said it best when she told Becky, "You need this belt. I don't." <laughs> yeah, I, I to me. To me, I know it did. I know she wasn't talking like that, but to me, that's somebody in inside knowing that I don't need this belt to be who I am. Mm-hmm. I and she could fuck around again and get some opportunities outside of the E. And next thing you know, you start hearing her real name on movies and shit. Yeah, and she already black women. My shit, Miriam loves her. Miriam's black. I think most women who are black, if they saw Bianca Belair do the shit that she doing wrestling, would be like, "Go, on, girl." Yeah. Yes. <laughs> then next thing you know, they put ass on another movie. Oh, that's that girl. That's that girl that be wrestling. Oh, she in the movie. Oh, I'm going to see that bitch. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then next thing you know. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So the uh, the harder they fall too, Bianca Belair will be on that, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Sheba, the remake of Sheba Baby will be starring. <laughs> right. Bianca Belair. I'm dead. I'm dead serious. Vince hey, probably. Man. Vince better not fuck that one up, but he won't have a cash cow. Hey man, I mean somebody gotta take some of these jobs from Regina King. Man, she could have been in harder they fall. Bianca Belair. Could have if you haven't have y'all seen How Did They Fall yet? I saw it last I, night. She could have been in that it, shit. But I was so yeah. high, I fell asleep, so I gotta watch. Oh, it. you gotta watch it again. The movie. I, I, <laughs> I love the movie. So fucking high. I, I yeah. yeah. If I watched it twice, and that's why I was like, oh, I understand the soundtrack now. That's yeah, why. Yeah, seen so, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she she could have been in that motherfucker fighting. She matter of fact, if you look at <laughs> it's funny. I know it's not a movie podcast, but I got to bring this up because. What I say about Bianca Belair, and then we could close out. If you look at the um the the people that the actors portrayed, yeah, 
Stagecoach Mary is the only one that you can be like, okay, why they cast her? Because we know why. why. But that could have very well been Bianca Belair and still Mm -hmm. got the same shit. Yeah. Except for the singing part. There was was a lot more Deion Cole than I expected as well. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. So I didn't, I didn't expect so much Deion Cole in there. I did not. I did. He changed up the voice real tight. I'm like, that is, <laughs> is that you? We spent it on Sundays. I just let me just let me do the disco fellowship. Is that same you? Is that, is the, that you? The same one that used to be at the Cotton Club. That's the same yes, one. Right. Same <laughs> one. So yeah, be, yeah. So yeah. So Bianca Belair could have very well been in a movie like that, and yeah. and Vince McMahon would have been like, oh. The blacks love her like that. <laughs> oh, we got to do something with this. Well, hey, we already gave her the championship, and she had lost it to Becky Lynch in twenty six seconds. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get it. We got to make a movie. Hey, get the, get WWF, WWE films on the phone. We got to make a movie. And then next thing you know, you will see Vince McMahon producing Sheba Baby, the remake. Oh, oh, WWE. Oh, baby, the remake. Starring starring oh, Bianca Belair and the Miz. You want, <laughs> you want you want petitions to fly. <laughs> you want these petitions to start flying. You do that. Hey, you go ahead. <laughs> All right, man. So we we've had a dope conversation about you know Ring of Honor that switch up and everything. But my last question to you before we end this is is if you could sum up the legacy of ROH, how would you sum it up? The legacy of ROH is it is the best independent wrestling company that we've seen in North America in our lifetime. That's what it is. And the reason why is, and, and there was times where ROH was considered the number two company in the, in North America, in the world, uh, based on its talent. Um, Cause there was that drive period where the WWE had got rid of pocket promotions and, and, and bought up all the territories. And um, there was a need for number two. So before even, TNA was thought of, Ring of Honor was considered a number two. But I think that the legacy of Ring of Honor, and again, guys, I don't, I'm not sure if it com- comes back in 2022. I don't think that they'll ever be anything close or even be a viable company anymore. Mm. Um, I think that they'll be known as the greatest independent company that we've ever seen in our lifetime. That's who they are. Wow. All right. Well, we've delivered our guarantees. We've had a great conversation around wrestling uh, with that nigga today. You can hear his brother on ESPN 1000 Monday through Friday uh, with Dave Kaplan um, talking about everything local um, and shitting on our bears. Is Does Matt Nagy get fired at the end of the year? Uh, that's the hope. That's what I've been hearing. Hopefully that's the case. But it's not going in the right direction, that's for sure. Uh, man, Brian Daybold is going to be the new coach. I don't know. Damn. I don't know. That's the Bears. Who knows? Uh, it might yeah. be you. Yeah, they did have they did have Bruce Arians in the building at the same time that they hired uh, Mark Tressman. Uh, so, so yeah, that's still the weirdest story I've ever heard. All right, so you can one, hear one, that one, one, one of the great black coaches in the NFL, Bruce Arians. Yeah, right. Yes. Yes, what, he's the what, who who what what coach wears a Kangol and drinks Crown Royal all the time. He's definitely the Bill Clinton of head coaches in the in, in, in NFL. <laughs> all, all, all the assistants black. <laughs> he yeah. he got the Kangol, drinks Crown Royal, 
cusses out his cusses out his Hall of Fame quarterback like he ain't no Hall of Fame quarterback. Cigarette behind his ear. Yeah, that's that, behind his ear. That's, and he should have been in Chicago where he fit, especially in the black community. He definitely, <laughs> he definitely could have been doing the goddamn electric slide in somebody else's somebody's backyard on the south side. All right, so man, so um, also check out Tuesday Wrestler Tuesday the podcast. Um, you have a great conversation with Dedrian about um, all of the firings and everything that's going on that people need to go and check out. You can listen to that wherever you listen to your favorite podcast and SoundCloud. And, well, we ain't going to talk about the other stuff you got going on. We'll wait till you go ahead and announce that, too. Uh, I've got merchandise. Oh, okay, cool. All right, I was waiting. I was waiting for that. Yes. I got merchandise. Tuesday, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday merch. So y'all go ahead and get that. There we go. I got t-shirts. I'm, I'm trying to catch up to first black champ. So now I got my own merchandise. I got t-shirts coming. I got, as soon as I figure out some of the bugs in this thing, I'm going to launch it. But yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about that. We're taking this Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday thing to another level. So happy about that. And uh, nice. yeah, thanks for having me. Hey man, hit up Cam. Cam help you out on that too. So Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, help you out on that too. We, so. we, we, we make this really simple and plainless and we see a decent profit. Per, per item, per item. There you go. So, Kemp, you already know what to do. End is out. All right, man. Hey, listen, as always, uh, thank you for tuning into the show. Whether you know about wrestling or not, whether you have an educated opinion or you just spot a bunch of bullshit on Twitter, hey, look, thank you. We appreciate the likes, the comments, the shares, the conversation, the interaction. Uh, we don't run from it. We enjoy it. We are entertained by it. Uh, you make sure that you are supporting your favorite wrestling podcast. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday has merch now. That nigga Tanaja showed it to us. What you need to do is buy that shit. Damn. As well as buying uh, things from the first black champ. And anything, anybody that's affiliated or under the umbrella that is the Barber's Chair Digital Network. Bang. All right? And um, hey, as always, if you're ever wanting to talk about wrestling in an unconventional way, you do so by checking out the first black champ podcast. Camp Bang, that nigga today, we are out.